I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Welcome to Kicking and Streaming the Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sammy Joe Jensen. And I'm your other co-host, Pat Bohan. Patrick Evelyn Bohan. That is my full and complete given name. All right. Big open. <laughs> Love that well, one. Well, we realized that we weren't really welcoming people yeah, in the past. Yeah, what a way to so welcome people. I wanted to Nothing be like very going zero to today. 60 in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. And here we are, loud and proud, episode 23. Yeah, I'm feeling 23. <laughs> you felt 22 last episode and this episode and 23. How 23. appropriate. I'm going to sing it every episode. Okay. Uh, if I remember. I don't think it's going to sound the same once you get it like 60. I'm feeling 60. Starting to break down. Need more medicines. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, as you get older, you need more medicines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just added a second stanza, you know? Oh, yeah. I like yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. This is a collaborative, you know, effort That's here. what we do. We're a collaborative duo, whether it's yeah. podcasting or making up stupid songs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Or punning. Or punning. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great. Speaking of punning, there might be some puns in this episode. I can't guarantee oh, it. <laughs> I can't, can't guarantee wait. it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even... I Good. It's, be- I didn't it's even better than you don't. Any. That, way, so... that way I can just, you know, steal all the thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Okay. Please do. Cool. I was just so concerned about my pronunciation of certain words oh. for this episode of Buffy. What words? So I feel like this is going to be just a one long nightmare for me. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Although I've been uh, a lot easier on you mm, in like yeah. the past 10 episodes, I feel mm-hmm. like. I probably only have bring you it up comments? Like once in a have, while. Have people, have people been telling you in the beginning i did off. <laughs> no in the beginning i got <laughs> comments about always commenting on your pronunciation but uh i've laid off and you know yeah. a bit more humble you know okay yeah what's going on with you <laughs> well today was a big day for me pat big day let me tell you tell me about it i woke up this morning i've been trying to do i've been trying to do like a morning meditation to just you know get get in a good headspace for the day mm-hmm and so I did one today that was like about positive thinking and whatever. And I was like, great, I'm going to just, I'm going to challenge myself to reframe everything that I experience that's negative today and try to reframe it as a positive. Okay. Just as a little brain exercise, right. you know. It's good positive thinking. So first thing that happens after I do this uh, meditation mm-hmm. is I find a deer tick in our bed, like on our on our comforter. Hey, Here's your positive spin. At least it's not <laughs> dug into your skin. Yes. Yes, <laughs> there you that go. is true. <laughs> and also, I was like, okay, uh, we're going to wash the sheets, even though we literally just washed them this past weekend. Right. And we're going to have clean sheets again. How great is that? That's amazing. Nothing like amazing. doing laundry to make you, make you feel Especially better. Especially all the sheets. <laughs> yeah, all the sheets laundry. It's the best kind so of laundry. I, tear the sheets off the bed i throw them in the laundry 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know, and then Dave and I do a tick check and we check Appa and Willow, I think was maybe still outside the cat. Um, yep. But then I was like, well, she's staying outside because Appa has his medication. But Willow, we were a little bit lapsed on her. So I was like, she's got to stay outside because she like runs into the woods and is like, you know, wild and free all day. So I'm like, if anyone's bringing ticks in the house, it's probably her. So mm. she's got to stay outside. Okay. So then I go to get in the shower. And because I'm washing the sheets, I don't have any hot water, Pat. Oh, use it all in the laundry. I guess so. That has never happened to us before. Mm. So <laughs> I was like really upset about You just got to grit and bear it those yeah, moments, well, you know? I had the thing was I had like two minutes of hot water, two minutes of like lukewarm water. And by that point, I already had conditioner in my hair. So I was like I was in the shower like I couldn't just get out. Yeah. Um. So I had to take a cold shower for the rest of the time. And I was like, OK, positive spin. I am very refreshed now. <laughs> yeah. And awake. That's and right. Ready to start my day. That's how you get the day started. Yeah. Although for me, there's nothing worse than like a cold shower. Yeah, it was the worst. Yeah. It was awful. I can't do it. And I mean, it's been pretty warm out, but I still don't take like cold, cold showers. Like I'll take more lukewarm showers, but sure. this was cold. Too cold. And then um, then I get out of the shower, you know, I get dressed, whatever, and there's construction vehicles on oh, one yeah. side. You sent me a video, which I did not respond to. <laughs> no, but you I didn't. didn't. <laughs> I did enjoy it. You sent me a video. And I'll, I'll describe it for the listeners. You pan <laughs> from one side of your back window yep. s- showing your neighbor's yards. And yes. on the left, they're like, what are they, cutting trees or moving cutting something? Cutting trees down. Okay. Yeah, there's fencing down. <laughs> and then you pan to the right, and then they're, they're, they have some other heavy machinery, and they're yes. doing digging or cutting or something else on the other, yes. <laughs> other yard. <laughs> both sides of yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> both competing for your attention. You have- uh, Yes. Uh, construction and stereo. So that was my day. <laughs> wow. Mm. <laughs> but on the upside, Pat, yeah. pretty soon I'm going to have real fences Ooh. on both sides because the fences that I have now, one is chain link yeah. and the other one, there's like a gap in it. But both of those fences are my neighbor's property, so I can't do anything about it unless I want to build another fence inside on my property. Fence so, within a fence. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're both doing work to put up new fences. Well, new fences that are not going to be chain link. They're going to be good, like wooden fences. So I'm not going to have on one side the dog barking nonstop. Maybe I still will. I don't know. And on the other side, we're not going to have the dogs that just run into our yard randomly. Right. So. Okay. Until another tree man. falls through them both and then you have a nice Well, with all again. the trees that were cut down in both of my neighbor's yards, yeah. I don't think there are any trees <laughs> left to fall left to down. Fall. <laughs> hey, we have no shade spin. back there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. That was uh that was my day. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, I was like, boy, what a day to practice this. <laughs> sounds cold and noisy. Two things I yeah. dislike. And and of course, Appa like, is low growling like the whole day. So I just had to put music on. Yeah. Um, you know. You had to keep his spirits up. A little Britney yeah. Spears or something. 
Yeah. yeah. A little Britney Spears. I know that's what he likes. T Swift. <laughs> yeah. T Swizzy. <laughs> you know, Appa. He loves Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know that about him. <laughs> that's that is not that is not a thing, listeners. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please don't send me Britney Spears things for my dog. <laughs> I see like Although a if you do, it'd be fine. <laughs> it'd be fine. <laughs> it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, a little doggy t-shirt. That'd be cute. Yeah. So how was your day? I hope that it was, you know what? I hope it was better than mine. Not yeah. because my day was horrible, but because, you know, I don't want you to have to find a tick in your bed and take a cold shower and have to deal with construction on both sides of your house. Yeah. My day was good. It was topped off with one of my favorite things. After dinner, my wife made a mug cake. Have you ever made a mug cake? I have. Yeah, when you make them in the microwave. Yeah, you just throw a bunch of ingredients and mix it up, microwave it for like three minutes. Aren't they supposed to be like really bad for you, like cancerous or something? What? I don't know. Don't ruin mug cakes for me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing I got going for me is mug cakes. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's probably fine. I mean, it's probably no worse for you than any other kind of cake. Yeah, I'll have Amy look into it. She can Google it. Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) Sorry to bring you down about that. Yeah, no, that's the one thing I really was looking forward to and enjoyed and uh, dreams And now I've taken it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about enjoying this podcast? Yeah, well, it's time to get in to these shows. What do you say? I have one correction to make. Ooh, I love corrections. So last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. You saying, oh, Shannon boy. Actually, no, you saying, oh, Shannon boy, oh, Shannon boy. <laughs> I don't even And you were like, there's what... a song. <laughs> oh, there's Shannon... a song like that, right? And I and we were like, no, it's Danny boy. And... Were we talking about Lost at this point? Yes. Okay. So you were actually, so you were singing it to the tune of, oh, Tannenbaum. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but then we were like, no, there's a song called Danny boy. Right. Um, but that song is a, is a Celtic song, which is just funny because we were recording that episode on St. Oh, Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. yeah. And that song goes, oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> right. And you and I was like, hey, did you just watch the episode of Shit's Creek <laughs> where <laughs> Moira did. sings that song? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's what was in your head. But also, yeah. I was like, the other thing he might have been thinking of deeper? was, wow, yeah, was Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba, where they go, <laughs> oh, Danny boy, oh maybe, Danny boy, Danny boy, I get knocked down, oh, but man. I get up again, cause I'm gonna keep me down. That I hate song. that song. I hate that song so much. And now it's going to be stuck in your head. It's going to be stuck in my head. It's going to be stuck in Appa's head. It's probably going to be stuck in Dave's head because he can probably hear us. And it's going to be stuck in everybody's head that's listening. And I'm sorry. But if I had to deal with it, you have to deal with it too. You know what? Sorry, not sorry. Kind of love Shumbawamba. Kind of love that song. <laughs> Tub thumping. You know what? People say it was overrated at the time. I say just enough rated. I think it was just it was right, right, uh, right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> I think they deserved all of so, the applause. So I just needed to unpack that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that boy. Song for it's us. multi-layered. It's like an onion. Yeah. You keep peeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's good ogres, stuff. Ogres. All right. Layers. That's a lot of uh what? What? Onions don't ogres have layers. Ogres are like onions. What? Ogres? Hmm? Yeah, what ogres are, we talking are like onions. About here? <laughs> Haven't you seen Shrek? Oh, this is a Shrek reference. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, not the since f- like 2002 or whenever it came out. You have children. I they saw it on the airplane Shrek? coming back from uh, Alaska, like after it came out. That's the only time I've seen Shrek. You have not watched Shrek with your children? Nah. Why? Uh, it hasn't come up yet. We don't own it. I think it's... Um, <laughs> what? I'm not a big Shrek fan. Mm, there. Okay. I said it. That's okay. <laughs> not I'm not a, a big huge Shrek, Shrek fan, fan either. I never saw the last one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, great segue. <laughs> great segue. <laughs> Speaking of Shrek and things being green. Speaking of dreams working, team... Sammy and Pat make the dream work. Teamwork make. Let's so get into this Buffy. Week we're <laughs> <laughs> this week we watched Buffy season two, episode 12, Bad Eggs. Bad what? And yes, yes, it is eggs. Eggs? eggs? Oh, you eggs? said it. You said it right. Bad, bad eggs. eggs. What? Bad eggs. Eggs? Like eggs and pains? Listen, where are you right now? In my office. And what is that? In the basement. Never mind. I'm not okay. going to get you to say it. Nope. You'll say it eventually. All right. Original air date, January 12th, 1998. Look at that. Episode 12 on January 12th. How funny is that? Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> Your predictions were that... We will have no mention of this robot, Ted, anymore, even though there should be some discussion considering Buffy could be framed for manslaughter and be tried. You said they might talk it away in two lines next episode, and that will be that. They don't even do that. They don't even say, they say nothing about this. Nothing. Ted is gone. Lost to the ether. Lost to the ether. Uh, and you weren't going to make a second prediction, but then I asked you if you thought that Joyce would have more boyfriends, and you said that Joyce will date again. It won't be very often, but it will happen every once in a while. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that. So I gave you a fair warning about the puns. Yeah. So there may be a lot of egg jokes in this episode, Mm-hmm. or egg yolks, if I may. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yolks on you. Yolks on me, but this is going to be a hard episode to beat. You know what I mean? Beat, like beat eggs. You beat the eggs. Oh, Jesus. You may or may not crack up. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Right at the beginning? <laughs> I got to spread them out, so. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That means there's so many more. I don't know. We'll have to see. <sighs> All right. Well, this was a rough one to watch. Hmm. And uh, is probably only the second, I guess, third time that I've seen it. So meaning I've probably only seen this episode once before watch- before making this podcast. <laughs> I did not want to watch it again for notes <laughs> because there's no Seth Green, no Big Bad. Yeah. There's eggs. Eggs? I'm, I'm not going to want to eat eggs for a while now. And thinking about how many times I'm going to have to say that and you're yeah. going to stop and say eggs, <laughs> eggs is eggs. already making me want to kill you. That's <laughs> what's going to make this podcast great. So let's just go ahead and rip that band aid. <laughs> eggs, 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 eggs. Uh, All right, got it out of my system. I'm going to put you in exile. <laughs> That's good. I don't even have that one. Yes. <laughs> All right, we open in a mall. A low shot on cowboy boots 
raising up to reveal a meaty looking dude. <laughs> meaty. Oh boy. This is a me- meaty man, huh? Meaty man. Okay. <laughs> He's got a girl in his arm. They're walking down the hallway of a mall. And then the camera rises up a level above. We see Buffy arguing with her mom about an outfit that she wanted to buy. The mall's closing soon, so they split up. Joyce to go get something printed for the gallery and Buffy to pick up Joyce's outfit from the tailor. Well, already you have an interruption? Well, so listen, there used to be these <laughs> things called malls, which were like oh. indoor cityscapes where there were stores <laughs> that you could walk to. There was these They still moving, have those. <laughs> there were these moving staircases that went up and down called escalators and yes. they could escalate you up or escalate you down. I I'm pretty sure those still exist. This isn't like a floppy drive thing. Not a lot of malls exist these days. Wow, that's a, crazy. A lot did have... you work at a mall? Uh, yes, I did work at a mall. I worked I worked for that. Radio Shack for about three years. Oh, that's years. right. Yeah, in a mall. Cool. Mm-hmm. I worked in a mall. I worked at a Claire's, which was the worst. Of course you did. And I worked at an Apple store. Oh, did right. You know that? Did you know that I used to work for yeah, Apple? Yeah, you were an Apple genius, huh? Still consider Mm-mm. yourself a genius? <laughs> no, I never considered myself a genius. You guys called me that to tease me. <laughs> I was never uh, a genius. Old never gets old. Uh, all right. So, yes, Buffy is heading down an escalator. Yeah. And she notices the cowboy guy and his lady friend going up it in the opposite direction mm-hmm. because they're going up and she's going down. So that's yeah. opposite. And she looks at their reflection in like the mirror that's on the escalator and she sees that the cowboy doesn't have one. What's so funny about this is at first, because the camera sort of pans left to right. Yeah. I thought there were three escalators next to each other. And I was like, why is that girl all by herself on that side? And she's got somebody on the other side. And then like it. It took me two scenes. And then you're scenes. like, wait a minute, mirrors. It took me two scenes later, and I was like, oh, there's a mirror, and he's a vamp. That's why she turned around. <laughs> oh, boy. I was literally in the middle of making popcorn when it hit me. I go, oh, she's a vampire. This is reflection. So Buffy's Slayer senses are tingling, and she runs up the elevator to find them, escalator to find them. Yeah. Uh, have you ever run up a down escalator or down and up one? I think I've walked. I don't think I ran. Oh, it's hard. We used to do this thing, which I don't know why it was so funny to us, but Mm -hmm. when my brother and I used to go to the mall, we would get on the escalator, but we would face the opposite way and like just hold it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Just because it was funny. Like getting in the, like getting in an elevator and not turning around. Like facing the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun yeah, social experiment. Funny. Yeah, because people are just like, usually there's somebody right behind you just looking at you in your face. You just kind of give them the nod, keep yeah. going, you know, <laughs> wait for your so heels silly. to hit the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Buffy finds them in the arcade, the cowboy vamp about to bite his date. So um, there used to be this thing called an arcade. Oh <laughs> Back in the day, whereas like video games, you know, sort of like what you have on your phone or on your Xbox, but they would be in these big upright machines. You'd put quarters into them and play them. Yeah. Yeah. And pinballs. And the pinballs machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It used to be entire rooms that fill, were filled with games that you put quarters into. Oh, arcades are the best. So much fun. Do you know how many hours I spent in arcades in the mall? How many, Pat? Oh, so many. All the hours. <laughs> 
You go to the food court, you get a little calzone from Sparrows. Calzone. Calzone. Or you go to like the Panda Express and get like a three option meal, you know, and yeah. they just load it up with lo mein and like all the fried chicken that you want. The, it's the orange best. chicken. Orange chicken. Hello. Mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Mall living was the height of America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I don't feel like I spent a ton of time in malls when I was little. Like, I wasn't a mall rat, you know? Yeah, I kind of was. But the mall closest to us didn't have an arcade. So, I don't know. Maybe I would have spent more time in it if it did. But Yeah. I liked malls. I'm a browser. I like to browse. It wasn't yeah. like a social thing for me, though. Like I, You just liked it. <laughs> like, me and my <laughs> you girlfriend. You just go by yourself. And yeah, <laughs> I just go by. Well, I mean, I worked at the mall. So, you know, in, on your shifts, like, to be, you know, before your shift or after your shift. You go to like the FYE and browse the Blu-ray section, you know? Oh, yeah, sure you do. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue cool. on. We're never going to get through this episode. <laughs> no. Um. Oh, boy. Okay. The Yeah, the date runs off when she sees Cowboy Boy's... Cowboy Boy. <laughs> cowboy Vamp's Cowboy B-Boy. Cowboy <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he calls Buffy Sugar Lips, which was very Sawyer. I thought. And then he says, giddy up. And they fight. <laughs> I love all this. I love all the ranch talk that these, this, you know, and other Isn't, characters. Yeah. Yeah. Fold into this. I episode. had, I had a feeling you would like these yeah, guys. I like these cowboy vamps. Uh, so they fight. He tosses Buffy into a pinball machine and then he introduces himself as Lyle Gorch. <laughs> then she uh, kicks Pleased him. to meet you, young lady. Lyle Gorch. <laughs> I'm a cowboy vamp from the vamp ranch. In case you didn't know. Uh, then she kicks him, pulls out a stake, and he tells her, this ain't over, and he runs off, but not without putting his cowboy hat on first. Can't leave that behind. He should have said something like, I like my steaks rare. Oh, yeah. That would have been good, because they're that like- That would have- Yeah. The cowboys like, like the to barbecue and, and grill. Yeah. yeah. And she know. was holding a steak. Right. And they like to just eat. Uh-huh. They like to feed on it humans. Is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Buffy meets up with her mom at the food court, having forgotten her mom's dress. Womp womp. Uh, Joyce is upset, and she says, a little responsibility is all I ask. Honestly, don't you ever think about anything besides boys and clothes? And Buffy says, saving the world from vampires? Mm, and I yeah. was like, is this a dream thing? Like, is this not a real thing that she says? But she does say it, and Joyce just kind of looks at her for a yeah. moment, then crosses her arms, shakes her head, and says, I swear, sometimes I don't know what goes on in your head. Yeah, and I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had said that to my parents at that age, they would have been like, yeah. You're okay. grounded for longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I already would have been grounded for some asinine reason. Right. Yeah, of, you heard me, Dad. Speaking of fed, <laughs> Joyce is fed up in this whole episode. Yeah, she yeah. is done with right. Buffy's shit. <laughs> we go to the intro credits and we come back from the intro credits Xander and Cordelia are making out in a closet at Sunnydale High they stop to argue Xander is upset that Cordelia wants the lights off when they're making out and to stay hidden from their friends and just as they get angry enough to both leave they they put their hands on the door handle at the same time and then they start kissing again jeez yeah I still don't know what to think about this whole relationship oh well we can, do you want to talk about that? No, we don't need to talk about it. I just want to say that. Okay. <laughs> Haven't quite figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 
when you're a teenager, things don't always make sense. <laughs> mm, very true. So then we smash cut to a teacher writing sex on a chalkboard. <laughs> a sex teacher. <laughs> and he asks the students what some of the negative consequences of sex are. Cordelia asks if he's asking about sex in the car or not in the car. And he redirects the conversation back to more commonplace questions or consequences. Mm -hmm. And Xander offers up halitosis as one. Cordelia says, like that compares to kissing a guy who thinks the Hoover technique is a big turn on. Do you know what the Hoover technique is? No, please enlighten me. (laughs) (laughs) It's when you when like you're Frenching and you suck on the person's tongue. Oh, that's the Hoover technique. I had to look it up. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe it's actually somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I was right. like, like a vacuum. Hoover, Hoover. Hoover technique kissing. And <laughs> it came right up. I was like, oh, okay, cool. There you go. <laughs> yeah, like exactly like a Hoover vacuum. Okay. Uh, Willow follows their exchange. And then Mr. Whitmore, the teacher, breaks in again to ask anybody else to give an example. And so Willow does saying pregnancy. It segues very nicely into the students receiving eggs to take care of with a partner. Eggs. They all get pet eggs. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. Did you it, ever have to do something like this um, in school? I don't think I did. I remember seeing it in shows and movies, and I feel kind of robbed in my high school experience now. Yeah, I never had to do that either. Yeah. Yeah, right away, as soon as he unveiled the eggs, I was like, boy, this episode's going to be excellent. Oh, boy. And I was like, this is exactly what we needed. Exactly. And also, Cordy and Xander are really egging each other on in the closet. (laughs) Okay, continue on, please. Okay. (laughs) Willow tries to get Xander's attention, you know, to, like, be her partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he is, of course, trying to get Cordelia's attention, who asks some rando dude to be her partner. So then Xander retaliates by asking a rando girl. Randos. Randos. Then we cut to Xander and Willow entering the library, asking Buffy why she wasn't in class. And she just says vampire issues. Willow gives Buffy an egg and Xander explains the assignment. He says, it's the whole sex leads to responsibility thing, which I personally don't get. You got to take care of the egg. It's a baby. You got to keep it safe and teach it Christian values. And Willow (laughs) says, my egg is Jewish. (laughs) Xander (laughs) says, then teach it that dreidel song. And Buffy freaks out. And she's like, I can't do this. I can't take care of things. I killed my gigapet. Literally, I sat on it and it broke. (laughs) Did you have a gigapet or a Tamagotchi pet? I think my sister did and I used to steal it and play it. We um, couldn't afford Tamagotchis. I feel like you've said this on the podcast before. (laughs) I think I did. Yeah, we got the knockoff dinky dinos. (laughs) Dinky dinos. That's hilarious. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy could you keep it alive yeah oh congratulations i I don't know where it is now obviously natural dinky dino mama huh yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) oh boy uh willow tells buffy the bad news that she's a single parent because she wasn't in class and there were an uneven number of students so (laughs) she doesn't get a partner yeah um Then Giles almost crushes Buffy's egg with a big old book, and he points to a photo of two cowboys, and he says, that's Lyle Gorch, and that one's his brother, Tector. They're from (laughs) Abilene. Oh, how do you do there, lady? My name is Tector. (laughs) Not to be confused with Hector or Ted. Nope. Nope. Tector. 
protector, like mm-hmm. tectonics, breaking apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says they're from Abilene. They made their reputation by massacring an entire Mexican village in 1886. And that was before they were vamps, Pat. Wow. But he's not too concerned because he says they're not great thinkers, although he still warns Buffy not to underestimate them. Hmm. At night, Angel and Buffy are making out in the cemetery, not doing a great job of hunting the Gorches, who are sitting on a ledge nearby, watching the two of them and wondering why the Slayer is kissing Angelus instead of slaying him. So this is a very this is a first of many smash cuts to Buffy and Angel making out in this episode. <laughs> great smash yeah. cuts. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Smash cut to smashing face. To vamp smashing smoochies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyle, who seems to be the decision maker, says they'll leave it alone for now, that he's got a plan. Um, then at home, Buffy makes notes in her parenting diary, says goodnight to Egbert, and turns <laughs> off her light. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's really becoming somewhat egg-tatched. Am I right? God. I knew this was going to be another time I needed to pause. Well, she's certainly extra nice to her egg, so... And I was like, looks like it's getting kind of cold uh out. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Hang with me here. Looks like it could be Egg-tober. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's December. Okay, proceed. Because we already got past Halloween. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. So Buffy turns off her light and goes to bed. And what happens, Pat? Well, 2 a.m. rolls around, and the egg begins to hatch something. These, like, long, I called them Dalmatian tentacle hands. Oh, yeah, they are kind of Dalmatian-y. Yeah, they're like, they're, like, white with black spots. Yeah, 2.03 a.m., Egbert starts to wriggle, and out comes little tentacle things mm-hmm. that then grows tentacle fingers, Yuck. which crawl toward Buffy, Mm-hmm. And insert themselves into her ears. <sighs> yeah. And some lay over her eyes. It seems so gentle, though. At this point, it wasn't really gross. I was like, oh, okay. It's still gross. It's like it's a soft. It's going in her ear holes. Soft, like pet. It's just like pet in her <sighs> face. Yeah, but she didn't invite that petting. That's true. Then we cut to the Gorches sleeping in a sewer. Tector complaining about <laughs> being there and having to eat rats. Yeah. And how there ain't a decent whore in the whole city limits. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! What? <gasps> a stink what? bug just fell on my monitor. Oh, man. This episode's getting better and better. It's like it's coming out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> They're attracted to Dave and they follow him everywhere. <laughs> what? He's, he's stink bug man. <laughs> oh man creature feature i have been hearing this in my in my office all day today stink stink bug yes mm. like 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 rustling or something and i'm like am i fucking losing my mind nope it just flew out and i don't know where it went pet all right well i'll let you know if it starts crawling in your ear <laughs> why did it have to happen right when we're talking about this i know Oh, I'll never sleep tonight. I'll never sleep tonight. Got <laughs> fucking stink bugs over here and ticks in my bed. Jeez. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm, gonna, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
There's not a decent whore in all city limits, <laughs> says Tector. Uh, and Tector says he thinks that Lyle is afraid of Buffy. And Lyle stands up and says, all right, I'm going to beat you like a redheaded stepchild. Wait, Throw before- your ass out into that sunlight. <laughs> before they get into uh, fisticuffs, I love how Tector says, don't say that, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, because Lyle is like, I should have just left you on the doorstep somewhere. Yeah. So this is the thanks I get? <laughs> yeah, and Lyle's like, don't say don't that. Don't say that. Protector. I... <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was silly. Um, yeah, so he's, so Lyle's like, come on. Protector's like, you think you can? <laughs> oh, Lyle these says, guys are ridiculous. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so out of place, these two, in this episode. This episode is wild to begin with, and then we yeah. just add these two random rancho cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just like talking, talking all soft in in the in the sewer together, and then they just got to stand up and start fisticuffing. Yeah. So Lyle says, giddy up, son. And they punch each other yeah. like a sewer vampire fight club. Sure. Hee-haw. <laughs> Buffy's alarm goes off and she seems pretty tired. Mm. Uh, she tells Joyce she didn't sleep well. Um, and Giles is putting away books at the library while Buffy, Willow, and Xander sort of like lurk on the stairway. And we like the shot kind of moves from the bookcase over a little bit. And it's like, huh. All of a sudden, they're there. Yeah. A little bit of a jump scare. Yeah. Um, Willow like, tells... Oh. I was like, these eggs are getting around. They must be free-range eggs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Willow tells Giles that Teen Health got canceled, and uh, Mr. Whitmore is out. Uh, Willow and Buffy both seem sluggish, according to Giles, um, but Xander does not. Xander says that Willow and Buffy are taking the whole egg thing a little bit too seriously. So he starts juggling, kind of like throwing up his egg around. Yeah, he's tossing uh, and then it around. It, yeah, and then it falls on the floor, but it doesn't break. Nah. Because he's hard-boiled it. Smart. I know. I was like, that's fucking real smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably be tempted to do that. Yeah. You Giles like places. That. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you uh, Giles places a book on a shelf and there's an egg behind it, but he doesn't see it. Mm. Cordelia walks in and suggests, suggests that she and Xander look around to see if Mr. Whitmore might be in a closet somewhere. Wink, wink. As they leave, Willow is like, are You're they weird. getting weirder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Buffy says that she'll look for the Gorches again that night, um, but she's not looking too hard. Unless mm-hmm. she thinks she'll find them in Angel's mouth. Well, she Hey-o. says he does what he can and then smash cut to vamp smoochies again. It's like yes. the same shot every time. Yeah. Uh, Angel tells Buffy to go home that he'll look around for the gorches for her. Uh, they talk about her assignment and Buffy says that she might want to have kids someday in her future. Mm-hmm. But Angel reveals that he cannot have children. He cannot, which is a question that I would have asked eventually. Yes. I'm I surprised you I might. haven't. Well, you're not really thinking about that. What do you mean? I mean, you keep saying that Buffy is like this whole thing with Angel isn't really that serious. There's going to be other guys and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, I guess so. You're not really thinking about. You're not really (laughs) thinking about the longevity of their relationship. I don't think. That's true. I'm not thinking about (laughs) kids and family with them. Yeah. Angel asks, you know, Buffy's like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, and Angel's like, you really don't care about the future? And she says, Angel, when I look into the future, all I see is you. 
Yeah. All I want is you. And Angel says, I know the feeling. And then they get back to major passionate smoochies. Uh, while at Sunnydale High, a security guard is making his rounds and notices the door to the basement is open. He heads down to investigate, tries to turn on some lights, but they're out. So then he uses a flashlight to look around. A security guard is making his rounds and notices the door to the basement is open. He heads down to investigate, tries to turn on some lights, but they're out. So he uses his flashlight to look around. He moves some boxes out of the way and notices a Kool-Aid man-sized hole in the concrete wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, folks. This week's Monster of the Week is the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid man. man. Who's you down thought for it was eggs? great Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would Just be the kidding. best creature feature episode ever. Right? And Xander's like ten- tempted to go and drink out of the top of his head. Yeah. He's like, but I love this flavor. And they're like, no, Xander, don't take out of them. He just carries ladle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as you call it, a spoon. No. <laughs> That's how you defeat the Kool-Aid man. You've got to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to drink him dead. <laughs> oh, that's... That's depressing. I don't know why. That's very That's very dark. Well, if we ever okay. make a horror movie, that's our yeah. way in. We got to... Yeah. yeah. Let's call up Kool-Aid. Hey, you ever think of this? Huh. They'll be like, no, we got such bad publicity after the whole, you know, Jones... What is it? Jones... Don't oh, God, let's incident. not go there. That story <laughs> depresses the hell out of me. <laughs> it's okay. It wasn't Kool-Aid. Uh, it was Flavor-Aid. Oh, gosh. But everybody right, says anyway. drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, so they still got thrown under the bush. Bush, bush, yeah. bush, bush. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't talk. Anyway, no Kool-Aid man. But Mr. Whitmore does appear behind the security guard and knocks him out with a pick. Yeah. Because you got to learn to pick your battles. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that one just came to me. Um, coming in through her bedroom window, Buffy notices Eggbert moving in its little basket. Little shaky shake. Yeah. It hatches into what I can only describe as a kind of purple, gray, scorpion, cricket, jelloid creature. All right. You know what I called it? What did you call it? I call it a face hugger because it's completely <laughs> stolen from the movie Alien. <laughs> oh. This design of this creature is directly stolen. Even the shots that they do with revealing this little creature, this is directly out of Ridley Scott's Alien. The one that we saw? Yeah. I remember feel like the, the only alien we saw was the big one. No. Remember? That's how they start. The face hugger jumps out of the eggs, right? <laughs> they pop out of the eggs. And they, they suck to your face and they throw like this thing down your throat and they implant other things. Like they plant the the aliens inside your stomach oh, and then they yeah. burst out of your chest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chest bursters. It's like a mini face hugger. Right. That's what they look like. Ew. Very gross, huh? Ew, you can buy masks? Sure. <laughs> gross. <laughs> They're like mini get, versions of this. The little plushy ones are nice, but- yeah. This yeah, didn't come right. up in, in your trivia or anything? I thought no, for sure this was going to be, oh, okay. Well, um, So thank you for for explaining that to me. Yeah. So the thing pops out and it skitters across the floor and goes under yeah, the bed. Yeah, well, first it like launches itself at Buffy, <laughs> tries to hug her face, probably. Probably. And then it crawls under her bed. Hey, Pat. 
How hey. about a nice game of Parcheesi? <laughs> then Buffy just, grabs an iron. <laughs> just throw that in there for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. You said you know. wanted to work that into the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I love it. I know. A plus for the day. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Ted, make it a comeback. Uh, want a little gravy grabs... with that? <laughs> <laughs> Buffy grabs an iron, checks under the bed, but it's gone. So when she checks under the bed, the first thing she throws down there is her face. I'm like, really, Buffy? That's what Come you on. want to do? Haven't I know you're you looking alien? for it, but, you know. I mean, she does have the iron, though. Right. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it falls on her from the ceiling, runs around her room. Then Which this, th- this happens in Alien, too. Sorry, I'm going to keep going back to Alien. Oh. This happens to Alien, too. The face hugger falls off, like, the ceiling at one point and drops they on always one of the do. characters. Yeah. They always do. That's Always why, do. why do you think I was freaking out about the stink bug? I didn't right. want it to fall That's from the ceiling. That's what just happened to you. <sighs> Fell off the ceiling, came after you. <sighs> okay. It's telling its friends. Um, It runs around the room, then she stabs it with a pair of scissors as it's crawling up the wall. And she stabs it a bunch more times for good measure, which I am all for. Got to make yeah. sure it's real dead. Mm-hmm. Good D-E-D, dead. <laughs> dead, capital D. <laughs> Buffy calls Willow to make sure that she's okay and tells her to break her egg. She tells her what happened to her, and Willow says that her egg is totally normal, that she put it in the fridge. But when Willow puts her phone down, we can see that her egg is hatched, that there's blue substance inside of it, and Willow has a very dazed expression. And I could tell just by the way Willow was talking, I'm like, eh, something's up here. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to commercial, and then Buffy hangs up her phone. And then quickly covers the the critter, the face hugger, as Joyce enters Buffy's room, asking why she's dressed and who was on the phone at, you know, 2.30 in the morning. Right. Whatever time it is at this point. Buffy tells her it was Willow, but Joyce is not buying it. She grounds Buffy, and we cut to her laying down the law, laying out Buffy's punishment the next day as she's driving her to school. She says, no after-school socializing, no bronze, no, nothing. Not until I say so. Now, school ends at 2.30. I want you to go to the library at 2.33 and study until I pick you up there at 5.30. Understood? This is when I'd remind Joyce. I'd say, hey, mom, remember when I saved our lives from that weird robot guy, Ted? Yeah, but we don't know what actually happened. Yeah, I know. What Joyce knows. I know. It's a whole issue. I mean, she did technically save him the first save her the first time. Right. Him, I'd still I'd them. still bring it up. I'd still bring it up. Yeah. Be like, I know this is a sore subject and we're trying to move past it, but just gotta say But they don't want to talk about Ted anymore. Doing a he's whole a, lot of grounding. Yeah. So Buffy asks Cordelia about her egg, if it's acting weird, and Cordy says, It isn't acting anything. It's an egg, Buffy. It doesn't emote. And then Cordelia sees a black girl and asks if her hair is real. And this really bothered me. <laughs> Cordelia says this? Yes. Yeah. So I I don't know why, but it just like really bugged me because I don't, I doubt I ever picked up on it before. Like I said, I probably only saw this episode once. Yeah. Um, And maybe it's just because I'm, you know, I'm a little older, I'm a little wiser, I'm a little more culturally sensitive now, but I was like, holy shit, that is rude. Like, you shouldn't ask, it's just like a background thing that happens, but like, you shouldn't ask any woman if her hair is really hers, but like- You shouldn't ask any human if (laughs) this hair is really theirs, even if you go up to like some 80-year-old guy who's got like a 
fantastic mane of red hair. And you're like, is that real? Rude. <laughs> yeah, it's just rude. Yeah. Um, but it is especially culturally insensitive to a black woman. Um, and then I was like, why am I so bothered by this? Like, I had to sort of examine myself a little bit. And I was like, I know there's like some... I just knew there was like a not great history of like why black women wear wigs. So I looked into it a little bit more in case you're curious. <laughs> um, and it actually goes back to like ancient Egypt when men and women would shave their heads and wear wigs as part of a status symbol. And many women today um, will wear wigs as a form of creative self-expression. But in the 1960s during desegregation, many women were forced to wear wigs because um, they had to comply to really strict dress standards um, in the workplace, which included policing hairstyles. And a lot of times there were hairstyles that their natural hair just like couldn't do. Um, so they would be forced to wear wigs, um, which, of course, is just re reinforcing like, you know, Euro-American beauty ideals. Um, and also traction alopecia, which is loss of hair due to like pulling on it repeatedly, um, especially if chemicals or heat are used, is also a very common occurrence, occurrence in black women and leads to wearing wigs. So it's like even more insensitive to say this to a black woman. And gotcha. I actually know um, women who have said that people just will like walk up to them and like touch their hair, which <laughs> is just like so disturbing to me. So anyway, I had a little bit of a, I had a little bit of sidebar about that because I was really upset about it and wanted to figure out like why I was upset about that. Okay. So a little bit of a hot button topic. And while Cordelia is not known for her sensitivity, I was just a little bit blown away by her rudeness here. But we are also in a time today where many of us, you know, white people are trying to be trying to better understand our privilege, its effect on those who are considered minorities, and to have a little bit more cultural sensitivity. That was not happening in the 90s. So this was just like a little background thing that happened. But I wanted to examine it a little bit. Great. So then we see Xander toss his cardboardy protein bar um, and take his hard-boiled offspring out of his backpack. <laughs> and he starts to like roll it on the bench. Um, as you do with a, you know, hard boiled egg to get the, get it to like crack so you can peel the shell off as Willow, Buffy and Cordelia walk toward him. Um, Buffy says that she brought in, I was calling it a critter at this point. Um, so she brought in the critter and Willow tells her to bring it to the research lab. Buffy says, great. You know, I always say that a day without an autopsy is like a day without sunshine. And uh, as the girls approach Xander, the camera pans to Willow's back, and we see little critter legs poking yeah. out from under her shirt. This is gross. I was like, it's oh, like a, great. It's like, like a monster tramp stamp from hell. Yeah, it's like attached to her spinal cord or something. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <sighs> That's gross. Yeah. Don't like that. So this actually reminds me of Invaders from Mars. Did you ever see that? I think it was an 86 movie. No. It wasn't very popular, but like there were aliens that would like hook into people's necks mm. and control them. Oh. So it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Xander almost bites into his egg, but then he notices that it's a balled up purple critter and he screams, yeah. 
tosses it and falls off the bench. Gross. Yes. Uh, then we cut to Buffy's critter in a tray in the science lab. Uh, Cordelia, Buffy, and Xander are there. Willow enters saying that Giles said to get started, that he'll be by soon. But no one wants to dissect the thing. And then Cordelia was wearing a bear backpack and it starts to like have tummy rumbles. <laughs> like the stomach starts to move a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the tentacles start to poke out of its eyes. What did you call them? Dalmatian? Dalmatian, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Dalmatian tentacle hands? <laughs> Dalmatian tentacle hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they start to like come out of its eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordelia leans over to pick up something as Willow is saying, it's possible that Mr. Whitmore wasn't harmed. Maybe the offspring simply used him to return to the mother, mother Bizor. Biz- Bezor? 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 I think it's Bezor. Bezor. Uh, and at this point, I was like, hey, Harry Potter had those. Bezors. Bezors? In the Harry Potter lexicon, a Bezor is a stone-like mass taken from the stomach of a goat that acts as an antidote to most poisons. Oh. Hmm. Do you remember when Ron drinks the poisoned champagne? Maybe. Okay. Doesn't well, he have to drink something else to... Well, no, Harry puts the bezoar in his mouth and mm. that like brings him down. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Professor Slughorn gives him something else to like calm him down basically. Yeah, it's vaguely familiar. Yeah, so that's what a bezoar is in the Harry Potter lexicon. Okay. So then I was like, is this a real thing? This must be a real thing. So in real life, a bezoar <laughs> is a tightly packed collection of partially digested or undigested material that commonly occurs in the stomach. Yeah. Gastric bezoars can occur in all age groups and often occur in patients with behavior disorders, abnormal gastric emptying, or uh, altered gastrointestinal gross. anatomy. What are we trying to do here? We're trying to ruin all the listeners' days with all this bezoar talk. Hey, we're. Tr- <laughs> I'm trying to trying to educate a little bit. My ah, mostly, so I, I like to bezoar. educate myself, and I'll just yeah. bring you along for the ride. Yeah, everybody wants to know about bezoar. Well, that's from the uh, Merck Merck manuals, which are medical reference guides. Yeah, it certainly sounds pretty murky to me. <laughs> anyway, bezoar, you know, either way, it doesn't sound like a great thing in no. any of these no, arenas. No, none of these are great. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it. Uh, so Cordelia picks up a metal bar and whacks Buffy with it like a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, and then Willow knocks Xander out with a microscope. And that thing is hefty. Yeah. I was like, that microscope should cause like major head gashing and probably trauma. Yeah, probably long term brain damage to Xander. But it does not seem to do that. (laughs) What are they doing? They must be under the egg fluence. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Continue. Okay. Usually you have three, so I was giving you space. (laughs) They don't all come in threes. (laughs) Uh, Cordelia and Willow throw Xander, and then um, Buffy is thrown by some rando student guys into a closet. Mm -hmm. And then we see them and lots of their possessed folk grabbing up pixes, axes, Pixes? Picks, axes, hoes, and shovels. Pixies, axes? (laughs) Shovels and axes and hoes. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) All the tools. And they head to the basement. Yeah, Joyce, and they're not, they're not like walking. They're or they're, they're not like moving very fast. They're kind of like walking slow, like zombie-like. Yeah. 
I was like, they're not moving fast, but at least they're getting their exercise. Oh, God. I was <laughs> like, where's he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll make, you'll take any excuse to make a pun. <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I'm just glad that I could have something to add. Yeah. Um. Then we see Joyce heading into the library. She's calling for Buffy, um, but Buffy's not there, obviously. Uh, Giles greets her, and Joyce complains about how hard it is to be a mom. And she then she spots the books before her and reads the titles. She so she goes, Bristow's Demon Index, Hell's Offspring. <laughs> and Giles takes the books and he goes, Oh, a hobby of mine, but uh, having nothing to do with Buffy in any way. <laughs> nope. And then he puts them in the cage and comes back out pulls open a drawer and takes out and at this point i think they started calling them the things hatchlings oh um so like that's that. just what i started calling it yeah so he takes one out puts it on joyce's back and then he just stares creepily into the distance <laughs> yeah he just places it on her back like there you go yeah and she's like ah and <laughs> yeah she like, loses it Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, I would too. You saw how I lost it after the stink with bug, a stink so. bug. Just imagine <laughs> if it's a hatchling. Oh my god, I, I got you're the not shivers be able to sleep. Now. Yeah, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I am not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, this, this is making talk. it so much worse talking about it. <laughs> yep. Giles and Joyce walk into the hall, staring blankly ahead, and join the line of students and teachers heading for the basement. Buffy wakes up Xander in the closet, and when he comes to, he says, last time Cordy dragged me in here, it was a lot lot nicer. But then he just plays it off as head trauma. Yeah. Uh, And they realize that there are eggs in there with them, and Buffy smashes them with a toolbox, which I feel like is a little overkill. (laughs) Like, she could have just stomped on them, but she's like, nope, heavy toolbox. Fwack. You know what? I think it's just enough kill. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice throwback. Thank you. Then they head to the library, where thankfully Giles had done some research before getting hatchlinged. So there are books about the Bezoar waiting open for them. In the basement, lots of people are digging and pulling eggs out of cracks in the ground, where a really nasty, fleshy, gross thing is throbbing. Like a a gross, (laughs) fleshy throbbing gross throbbing. thing it reminded the... me of like a flattened peachy pink jabba the hut like if Ooh. you just squished him down it remind me of krang from uh the ninja turtles the cartoon mm. krang i think that yeah, was his i don't name. remember krang. he's like a br- he was basically like a brain that like lived inside like a water thing and he had like a Ugh. face on the brain he's like <laughs> what was the name of the rat the rat splinter splinter okay yeah uh yeah Yeah, i was like not i I was like what what is this a monster of some sort or is it like an alien or an extraterrestrial (laughs) (laughs) kind of looked like uh like a weird looking like omelet with eyeballs meat omelet yeah meaty brainy omelet yeah uh so buffy reads from the book that giles left out that it's a pre-prehistoric parasite. The mother hibernates underground laying eggs. The offspring then attach themselves to a host, taking control of their motor functions through neural clamping. And Xander says, neural clamping, that sounds skippable. 
<laughs> which I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely skippable. Then they hear screaming in the hall, and who is it, Pat? It's Jonathan. It's our friend Jonathan. <laughs> I know. I was poor like, Jonathan, guy. I'm getting to know you so well. <laughs> this poor Your guy can't catch a break. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> so he's struggling with a hatchling on his back, but then the hatchling wins just as uh, Buffy and Xander come out, and he goes, Nothing, I fell, I'm fine. And he heads to the basement where Buffy and Xander follow. Uh, Xander tells Buffy to be careful going through <laughs> the hole. He, yeah. He goes, he goes careful. And then he falls going through the hole. It made me laugh so, so hard. I laughed I really hard at it. <laughs> These are the uh, beautiful little gems that make Buffy so enjoyable. Uh, it's great. You see why I love this show, right? <laughs> I mean, most of the time. Well, some of the time. <laughs> uh, so then they peek around the corner and see the egg soldiers digging up and gathering eggs. That's just what I call them. It's just the people who egg are possessed. Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> egg soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Xander stays to make sure that they don't distribute the eggs while Buffy goes to find a big weapon. Giles hands Xander a rock, which she just sort of tosses to the side. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just like blending in here. They're like... Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna walk slow, just and then around. Giles, as the zombie egg folk, is like, "Here you go," and then he just like <laughs> just he like just drops it, just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So then he follows Cordy, who has a basket of eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy finds a big old pipe just as the Gorches arrive, and she's like, "This is not a good time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for this. You too. Uh, so she hits them with the pipe. But they, I think they like knock it out of her hand or maybe she just drops it while she's fighting them. She pushes Tector into some shelves and then Lyle (laughs) dives for her. (laughs) Tector and Lyle. Your next kid's name. (laughs) Tector. Oh, man. Then Lyle dives for her. She pulls him in with her like through the hole. Yeah. Uh, And he's distracted by the scene around him. Um, And Buffy, I wrote Buffy sheets her mom. That's not right. Buffy sees nah, her she mom. she sheets her. She sheets her real good. <laughs> She's like, there you go, Ma. Take that. <laughs> uh, and f- fights ensue all around. For a little bit, Lyle and Buffy are kind of fighting on the side same side. side. Like, yeah. <laughs> tacking, you know, fighting the egg soldiers. I was like, this is nice. Yeah. You know? These two nice. vamps could uh, team up. Yeah. Yeah. Xander knocks out Cordelia's escort and then gets punched by her, and then he punches her out. Tector joins the fray and looks at the bezoar, which wraps a tentacle around him and pulls him into its flesh. Yeah. Because it's like, there weren't any holes there, so he just absorbs it. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. Well, it's off screen, so he just yeah. kind of gets pulled down. There could be a mouth of some sort or I mean, we only something saw opens up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too hard. Yeah, let's just move on. Yeah. Buffy gets pulled in next, but she grabs the pickaxe that her mom just swung at her. Wait, and is, this, cho- is this when Tector or Lyle goes, hey, that's my brother? Uh, He says that when, when Buffy is fighting him. Okay, when uh, he first comes when in. She, yeah, when she pushes him into the shelf. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, that's my brother. And that's when he jumps at her and she pulls him <laughs> through the hole. Right. That, that line made me laugh because it's like a close-up <laughs> shot. And he like yeah. looks straight in the camera. He's like, hey, that's my Nobody brother. Nobody punches my brother but me. <laughs> it was so wild, these two. It's wild. <laughs> Rowdy cowboys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then when Lyle gets pulled in, 
uh, Tector's like, this is your fault or something like that. And she's like, how? Um, and then she gets pulled into the Bezor. Um, but that's she brings she brings in that uh, that pickaxe with yeah. her. And she chops up the Bezor from the inside. First, the hatchlings fall off of everyone and they all pass out. Lyle leans in to look down at the Bezor just as Buffy comes out covered in like black inky blood black goo goo lyle tips his hat to her and says all right it's over and then scampers <laughs> off <laughs> yeah he he really makes a quick exit <laughs> i don't know how i didn't see that one coming <laughs> i know come on any more uh well these cowboy <laughs> characters they don't really make sense being in this episode like i said before but you know what i'm gonna let it slide oh boy i'm gonna let yeah, omelet, omelet, nice. slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a real Jack Scramble to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to figure out how to work Jack Scramble in, but I couldn't make it work. So I'm I glad you did. said it at least. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, the egg soldiers, now lucid again, are leaving the school. And Giles says, yes, uh, it was a gas leak, everyone. Just get some air and a good night's rest, you know. Uh, you'll be fine. These gas things will happen. And then to Xander, he goes, what was it really? Xander says, stick with the gas thing. I'll fill you in tomorrow. <laughs> Giles goes, right. And he walks off. Yeah. Xander asks Cordelia and Willow how they're doing. Willow says, did I really hit you? And Xander says, you knocked me out. Cordelia says, did I hit you? And he says, yes, everyone hit me. <laughs> but but Xander actually punched uh, Cordy in the face too. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't need to tell her that. That's right. not going to help him. <laughs> I don't know. She might be into it the way that the relationship is. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Uh, Buffy finds her mom, who is still pissed at her. She's like, I don't care about the gas leak. Yeah. Listen, little lady. <laughs> Listen, passing out from a gas leak is not something to sneeze at. This is a uh, this is something you got to go to the hospital for. Yeah, all right? but- There's some real brain trauma involved with gas Joyce leak. But Joyce is like, I don't care. You're still grounded. <laughs> yeah, you're still grounded. Enough about the gas leak. Yeah, so she's yeah. like, you're confined to your room. You can't leave except to go to the school, to school or the bathroom. And then we cut to Buffy outside kissing Angel, and the camera moves back, and she's leaning out her bedroom window. So yeah. still counts. Yeah, and no that's my cut. kind of walk in the line, Pat. Yeah, you like that? I like that. Where it's like you're still playing within the rules, but just right on the edge. Yep. Yeah. That's how I do. Sounds like how you do. <laughs> <laughs> and that is bad eggs that's bad eggs what an episode that's, huh some bad eggs what Pat. an egg episode i don't know i don't know i'm really tapped anymore? out no i don't think okay. so you cracked i cracked cracked under the pressure <laughs> cracked under the pressure yeah <laughs> yeah my mind scrambled after all those puns <laughs> so uh what'd you think i think this was a ridiculous episode, mm-hmm. mainly because of all the egg stuff, which I would expect, but also the two cowboys. Would expect? Yeah, egg spec. I mean, the, all this egg talk and the cowboys made me <laughs> made me want huevos rancheros, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a western omelet? <laughs> yeah, a western omelet. <laughs> no, it's just like it's so random that these two cowboys are in this episode, but yeah. the cowboys actually kind of made me love this episode because yeah, they're so ridiculous the and fun. If it's yeah. just the eggs, I'd be like, whatever, creature feature, who cares? Yeah. But because this is what I love from Buffy is that we get these 
weirdo characters that just yep. come in and they have the most ridiculous lines and it makes me laugh and it's yeah. a good time because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Giddy up. Giddy up, partner. <laughs> uh, so I got some trivia for you. Yep. I don't remember if I've shared this with you before, but um, I know it definitely happens in this episode. Okay. So for most of the kissing scenes between Buffy and Angel, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz would prank each other by eating onions, garlic, cheese, and other gross things. Ooh, to garlic force would each really other. kill Angel. Huh? Garlic would really kill Angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know too much about garlic in this, in the Buffy verse really they're different rules in the buffy vampire verse well we haven't seen anything really about garlic yet <sighs> i couldn't live without garlic i love garlic I bread so much oh dave Ugh. would dave would not be able to handle it he'd be like vampire no kill me now yeah i don't care i can't handle a life without garlic right need that garlic yeah so yeah they would do they would eat all kinds of gross things um gross so that they would be forced to kiss each other with stinky breath that's not nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think that was something like a recurring thing throughout yeah. the series. <laughs> Sounds childish. <laughs> uh, Lyle and Tector Gorch were named <laughs> yeah. after characters from Woo! the Wild Bunch. Oh, really? There's Tector and Wild Bunch? I guess. Tector. I love it. Love that name. If only you had heard about it before naming Cam. That would have not flown with Amy. <laughs> I would have been like, what, <laughs> what? about Tector? And she would have been like, okay, no. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'm pulling the mom card. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the lowest rated episode of the season. Of so this season? It's so all this is... gravy from here, Pat. <laughs> gravy? Grits and gravy? Want a little gravy with that? <laughs> you want a little gravy with that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so last last season, what was the lowest one? It was the the uh, robot. Uh, the yeah, with... I robot you, Jane. I'm I robot sure. you, Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, there's another one that's like pretty close to this rating, but this is the lowest. Okay. Um, and so the other sort of like TV movie reference um, is that this is actually pretty close to a scenario that happens in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh. And they even call them hatchlings. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. But, you know, I'm okay if there's never another fleshy, gross thing <laughs> and eggs yeah, I'm all and set aliens. With fleshy, we gross don't need things. that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need it's kind of like the tentacle creature in the finale of season one. Yeah. Remember that thing that popped up? That was yeah, pretty I gross. Remember. Yeah. I remember that, was, that thing. That was a whole bucket of yuck. Yeah. You know. Whole bucket of yuck. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good with, I have an, enough buckets of yuck. Yep. I don't need any more. Quota full. Yes. So that's it. All right. Great. Back to you, Pat. Back to me. Your hand in the torch. Passing mm-hmm. the torch over to me? All right. I know how much you love torches. I love torches. And speaking of torches, let's get into Lost. So this is Lost Season 1, Episode 21. This one is titled, The Greater Good. The Greater Good. I just have to say it like that because of the one of my favorite movies, The Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. The hot fuzz. 
<laughs> I just add the to most things in my older age. The older uh-huh. you get, you just add thes to it. Oh, do you? Yeah, like the Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was on the Facebook earlier, you see? That's what my <laughs> grandma would say. Yeah. It's just it's just an affliction that happens the as you witch. age. Yeah, the witch, the greater good. Mm. The greater good. So yeah, it's titled The Greater Good. The original air date is May 4th, 2005. Written by Leonard Dick and directed by David Grossman. Dick and Grossman, eh? (laughs) What a team. What a team. Those two. Predictions. So, I was 0 for 3 on this one. Yeah, I was thinking about it before the recording. I was like, I don't think Sammy was right about her predictions. Nope. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was going to be either Claire or Kate's backstory. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that this episode would not start right back up as it did because the last one did. So I was like, there's no way the next one's going to start right up like this. And it did. And it did. (laughs) I said that I was like, I don't think we're going to follow Jack or Locke. I think because these two are gone, we're going to get another attempt to kidnap Claire or the baby. And it'll be up to Saeed, Sawyer, and Michael to defend everyone. Yeah. All of that does. That is right out. None yeah. of that happens. <laughs> All by the wayside. Yeah. And I had also said two episodes ago that Saeed is going to try to find the radio tower in the next two episodes. Okay. And All right. So over I mean, three. there's still... This well, is why I don't want to make predictions, okay? You <laughs> yeah, somehow I know. make pretty good predictions. I make crap ones. Well, you know, try to take some notes, you know, about how I make predictions. You know, I can, I can give you some pointers, perhaps, you mm. know? Okay, I sure. Get, I'll, I'll try to help you out yeah. as we move forward, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Great. So this show, this episode, <laughs> opens with a close-up of Saeed. No eye shot again. We Thankfully. haven't had an eye shot in a while. Thankfully. Yeah, so when it opened with Saeed, I was like, well, there goes my backstory prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it opens with a close-up of Saeed looking on as Shannon sits by Boone's body. Boone's dead. Saeed asks... If uh, there's what? anything he can do for her. <laughs> yeah. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Boone, Boone died. Boone goes to dynamite. Shannon stays silent as Saeed tries to console her, telling her Boone was brave in his moment of death. Flashback. Saeed being led by a couple military men, and he's in handcuffs. And he sits down in, like, an interrogation room with a CIA agent and another guy in a suit. Which I was like, who is this guy? I had to go back. <laughs> and she labels him as Robbie Cole from ASIS, which I tried to look up. And the only thing that popped up was like, uh, I think it's an Australian like FBI sort of thing or like Australian CIA or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think it's somewhat made up. Australian because intelligence something. I was going to think like Australian security in- Information intelligence. security securities yeah, yeah all the double the securities are double, <laughs> Always you know, securities. very secure very secure with aces let's see how good australian secret intelligence service how oh, hard did a, you google this pat uh apparently not that hard so i just searched asis australia and yeah. it's the first thing that came up oh i and didn't they, add they, australia their seal has an has an ostrich and a kangaroo on it oh how, how more badass can you be <laughs> it's the best <laughs> wow okay well, I'm glad. You know what? From the, now you know on, what? you're you know in charge of Googling from now director on. Director General is Paul <laughs> Simon, okay? Of uh, Simon and Garfunkel? Yep. Wow. No. Okay. 
It's spelled with a Y. <laughs> but I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, the Googler. You are the Googler. <laughs> You're the will of this show. Googly, googly, goo. Googly, goo. <laughs> so we find out that there was a terrorist group that stole a bunch of C4, and Saeed's old roommate is part of this cell. And they want Saeed to infiltrate this group to get the C4 or to find out the whereabouts because, you know, it's bad news if this terrorist group has a bunch of C4. Saeed and C4 says, is explosives. Yes. For those who don't know, C4 is explosives. I didn't know. Saeed says- I was like, you, I don't know what C4 half the words is? that are being exchanged in this dialogue. You didn't know what C4 is? I mean, I think they say like C4 explosives or like they kind of explain it a little bit. But if they had just said C4, I probably wouldn't have known. Yeah. You got to watch more action movies. (laughs) Mm, No, I'm good. (laughs) Saeed says, why should I care? And they say in exchange, they know where Noor is, which is Nadia, his lady that he let go back in uh, his other previous flashback episodes. Yes. The scene ends with the agent saying, you want to know where she is? Then we're going to Sydney. Back into the jungle, Kate's tracking. She's a yep. master tracker. And yeah. she finds a very sweaty Jack Shepard who pops, <laughs> up, pops out of the jungle. It's like, <sighs> yeah, so my note says, is Kate tracking? Oh, oh. there's Jack running in circles because Jack can't Jack track. Jack can't track. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot track. Oh, my God. So funny. But he keeps trying, too, which is so funny. How many times has Kate bailed him out? Maybe three yeah. times at this point. He just keeps, he's like, I can do it. I'm going to try. And he's lost uh, blood. He hasn't right. had any sleep. Like, come on, <laughs> right. man. Chill out. Yeah. He's doing the old Jack scramble that we love. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, you're walking in circles and you need to come back. And she's concerned about Jack and says that he needs a sleep. Jack says, not without Locke. Locke lied. And he starts to freak out. He said he based his medical treatment on Locke's testimony and Locke lied, which is driving him nuts. Yeah. Kate says that people are scared and upset and don't know what's going on. They need you back. And she says, please. And Jack looks up at her. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you gave Boone your blood. Like you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta chill out, man. <laughs> Looking a little unhealthy there, pal. Yeah. 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 All sweaty and pale. Woof. Time for some rest and some juicy juice. Okay, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jackie, Jack. So we cut to all the survivors who are on a grassy knoll up on top of the beach, and they're carrying Boone's body on a stretcher of sorts. And this is a very emotionally charged scene. It's nice music, and everybody's reacting emotionally because this is like a this is like a funeral of sorts. Yeah, it's, it's a, a funeral. They've got they've got a grave dug on yeah. this really pretty knoll as you called it yeah <laughs> beachy nice, grassy, grassy knoll, knoll mm-hmm. like that overlooks the ocean i was like i wouldn't mind being buried there or yeah. viking funeral i'm down right? with that too you're into that too yeah 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 choice place to be buried yeah so shannon everybody's emotional except shannon looks on kind of dead-eyed and jack yeah. asks San- shannon if she wants to say something well hold she on says, what first i'm like looking around they're showing all these randos holding yeah, flowers randos in the background mm-hmm. and i'm like where the hell is rose we haven't seen rose in forever yeah she might be sitting on her log thinking about uh, bernard you know she's got yeah, a lot well, of thinking hope, to do hope people are bringing her water still yeah she's fine all right and okay. then we also get a uh, jack completely out of breath for no reason yeah. Well, I guess there's I, kind I was of wondering if you're going to notice that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this time. This time like he's got he hasn't slept. He 
was running around doing yeah. the jack scramble. Then he gets right. back here. Then he's carrying Boone. You know, so I guess yeah. it kind of makes sense for him to be out of breath here, but I'm yeah, still very like, out oh, of boy. breath in this here scene. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shannon says no to saying something, but Saeed pipes up and says some nice words about Boone. He talks about how Boone attempted to save the drowning lady and yeah. talks about his courage and saying that he will be missed. Just okay. nice, nice. He says, what? I didn't know him, but I'll remember his <laughs> courage and I know he will be missed. Yeah, that's basically what I said. Okay, you got to actually say it though. What? Oh, I got to say all the words? I can't, I can't abbreviate? Yeah, when it's an emotional thing like this. Okay. And then Locke yells from a little ways off. He says, it was my fault. And everyone turns to look at Locke, who's covered in dried blood all over his t-shirt. And he says, we found a plane, a beach craft in the jungle. It was lodged in the canopy. I would have gone up, but my uh, my leg was hurt. So he. So you write down everything that Locke said, but you couldn't write down what <laughs> Saeed said? Silence. <laughs> Unbelievable. Silence. <laughs> there was a... There was a radio inside. Silence, Iago. <laughs> Calm yourself, Iago. <laughs> and he thought yeah, he could. His weight must have made the plane shift and it fell. It happened because he was trying to help us. He was a hero. And we keep cutting back and forth between Jack and Locke's close-ups near the end of this. Yeah, and Jack, Jack is, is very... not looking good. He oh. does not look good. He looks like he's going to murder Locke. He's pissed. He's very yeah. intensely looking at Locke. And then a sweaty, panting Jack Shepard comes flying at him, screaming, Where were you? Where were you? You son of a bitch! You just left him to die! And then he attacks Locke, and the music Not the swells. Time, Jack. This is a funeral. This Keep is a it funeral, together. Jack? Okay? This is not a fight club. No, this Jack. is not sewer cowboy vampire fight club. <laughs> right. Lyle, you wouldn't say that to me, Lyle. I forget <laughs> Don't what he say said. That. Don't, don't say that, Lyle. Don't you say that, Lyle. <laughs> don't you say that. <laughs> I'm going to beat you like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> you know what's funny is my brother used to say that to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a common saying. Uh, it's Feel so weird. Feel bad for all the redheaded stepchildren out there. Yeah, or just little brothers who got beat on by their older brothers. Yeah, I feel bad for that too. Yeah, okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'm a survivor. So the music I'm swells. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> The music swells and stings, and we get the lost title. M- uh, music swells and stings? Stings. We get a nice sting at the end, like when the when the violins really hit. It's like, that's a sting, music oh, sting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, today you learn. Oh, is that yep. where the, the name, the musician's name, Sting, comes from? Yep, 100%. That's where exactly where it comes from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after the lost title, we cut to the other survivors pulling Jack off Locke as he continues to scream, where are you? Or where were you? <laughs> he knows where he is now. But he says, where were you? <laughs> where are you? Where are you? Jack, I you're going blind. You. <laughs> I need, need juice. <laughs> but then he almost <laughs> passes. <laughs> then he almost passes out. Jack doesn't have any strength le- left, obviously. And they yell for others to get him water. Like, get him water. Yeah, I think Sawyer actually yells it. Oh, does he? Yeah. Mm, good for Sawyer. I was like, huh. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look at this guy stepping up to the plate. We cut to Jack, Saeed, Kate, and Son, who tell Jack he needs some rest. Jack is suffering from fatigue. And Jack goes on about the information about the hatch that Boone was talking about, clearly disregarding the health concerns that the others have had for him. Saeed says, listen, 
What we need is for the one doctor on this island to get some sleep. Jack says he doesn't need it. Kate and Son also say he needs to rest. Flashback to Saeed, who's at a mosque, praying with many others. And we're sort of focusing on a new character here. And he notices Saeed from a distance. And he walks out from a distance. of the mosque. And the man follows him. We find out this man's name is Assam. And he approaches Saeed and their old friends. So this must be his roommate right. that they were speaking of. They catch up a little bit. And Saeed asks about Zara. And find out that she died from a bomb while buying a dress. Assam asks him to come over and catch up. So they're starting to reconnect these two. So we cut to Saeed hanging out with Assam and a bunch of other guys who are playing a video game. And did you recognize this video game? Uh, it was a shoot 'em up game, so I'm not it's really familiar. Shoot-em. Call of yeah. Duty, ha- Halo? I don't nope. know. It was Half-Life. Oh, okay. Which is almost like a crossover because they had like eggs with like hatchlings that would pop out. Really? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Look at that. Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> so they ask about uh, him being in Sydney and what he does. Saeed says, he's at liberty. And Saeed starts to dismantle. I like that. He's yeah. at liberty. <laughs> <laughs> he's at liberty, which can mean whatever you want, want it to yeah. mean, right? Yeah. I'm at liberty right now. They don't say, you know, he's unemployed. It's like, he's at, I'm liberty. at liberty. I'm I'm free. I'm doing whatever I want. I'm like, Pfft. Yeah. That's I pretty love cool. That. Yeah. If anybody ever asks what I do again for like a career, I'm going to say I'm at liberty. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, like Liberty Mutual? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just crumble <laughs> under the pressure. <laughs> so he says, yeah, I'm at Liberty. And Saeed starts to dismantle a smoke detector while answering, while talking about the Australian beaches being nice and the women. And he finds a spy cam or bug. I couldn't figure it out. I'm was it like an audio a, bug? I'm guessing it's an audio bug. Because, That's what I was thinking. I mean, not that he would have known before dismantling it, but... Yeah. Well, I think he he had a suspicion, obviously. He was looking yeah. up at it, and then he grabbed the guy's, like, cigarette out of his mouth and then, like, put the smoke underneath it yeah, to, to like, it check it. Off. Yeah, and it yeah. didn't go off, so then he took it apart and pulled the bug out. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's an audio because yeah. it doesn't come up later. Right. I mean, it should have it come up at some point anyway that it was disabled, but he had to... I understand why he... At first, I was like, why the hell is he doing this? But it makes sense to me Yeah. why he does it. So this gets the attention of Haddad, who stands up and asks him who he is. And Saeed says, I was a communications officer. And Assam tells him that Saeed used to be in the Republican Guard, which I'm surprised that Saeed didn't say that because Saeed always says that. I looked at Dave and I was like, (laughs) oh, he was in the army? (laughs) Yeah, this is news to me. (laughs) What? He doesn't bring it up every episode. Oh my God, never knew that. Haddad says, perhaps it wasn't happenstance that you met at the mosque. Perhaps it was fate. (gasps) We cut... We cut to Sun and Charlie checking up on Claire, who's refusing to sleep, kind of like Jack. Hmm. Both of these two, you know? Yeah. But she doesn't want to sleep because she's worried about her baby. You know, she's worried about her baby getting taken or something. Yeah. And Charlie convinces her to let them take care of the baby while she sleeps. We find out Claire hasn't named the baby yet, so Charlie calls him Turnip Head. <laughs> I know, which I love because I don't know, maybe this will be in your trivia. I kind of doubt it, but um, <laughs> Me too. it's a, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a Howl's Moving Castle reference oh. because there's a character that um, has like a, a, he- a turnip for a head. 
Ah. And and the like main female character calls him Turniphead. Oh, that's And I funny. was like, huh. Huh. So Claire hands over the baby to Charlie. And it's so nice. It's so nice. Locke approaches Shannon on the beach. He drops a bag in front of her. And he said, this was his. I didn't go through it. And he sits next to her and says, storm coming. And he's covered in blood still. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dave and I were both like, Locke, come on. T- Locke. You know, take the shirt off, clean the shirt, yeah. get in. Like, come on. This is not okay. <laughs> right. Just take the shirt off and leave it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. You like that dad bod, don't you? I don't think he's got a dad bod. I think he's got a granddad dog and granddad pop. <laughs> Grand- <laughs> okay, then yeah. you like the granddad bod. <laughs> uh, so he says, storm coming. Locke says, I should have said no when he asked to hunt with me. And Shannon says he would have gone anyway. And Locke says, I know what it feels like to lose family. I hope you can forgive me. I'm sorry. Then scampers off. And yeah, Shannon it was looks nice, on. Yeah, nice, but then he leaves so yeah, abruptly. Yeah, he, he leaves pretty abruptly. He's like, well, that's it. I apologize. Well, I'm done. Well, <laughs> where's that, that boar? I'm going to go stab some boar. So Shannon looks on emotionally as he leaves. And then, but she like turns from emotion to then like hatred. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's time to, time to turn up the heat. That's what turnip? she says. Time, time to, to turn up. Turn up the heat. <laughs> turn up head. <laughs> and then we cut to Shannon walking to Saeed, who's tooling around with some electronics. You know, as Saeed does. As he and do. She says, you asked if you could help. And Saeed stands up and he says, anything. Well, so before this happened, when when Shannon makes the dead eyes after Locke right. leaves, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to beat him. And then I was like, oh, no, she's going to get Saeed to do her dirty work. Oh, you knew right away, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Shannon. <laughs> so then she says John Locke killed my brother will you do something about that and she's got a glint of hatred in her eye well yeah cause sorry I didn't I cut you off so I don't know if you said this but she said like um, you said you wanted to do something to help me or something like that yep you asked um, if you could help yeah and he says anything and then she and says and I was just like oh come on Shannon you're doing the exact thing the exact thing that yep. Boone always says that you said you would do to Saeed here you are doing it you're using Back to him your old tricks I was so mad yeah. I was like you piece of shit he's been used enough <laughs> You get so mad at these characters when I they make do. bad decisions I do well I get I get very protective of the good ones you know right. and Saeed's a good guy you can't hurt yeah. him Yeah you can't hurt my uncle dude. Locke Yeah it's so funny. If I were to guess that you would be calling Locke your uncle Locke in episode two, it'd be so funny. I was so like, funny. this guy is in the KKK. <laughs> yeah, you were all negative on him. And I'm like, hmm, okay, hmm, all right. Well, guess we'll, well just have to find out. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. These these show uh, runners played you like a violin. Yes, they did. And they tried to do the same (laughs) with Sawyer, but I'm not having it as much with Sawyer. All right. He's slowly coming around. All right. You know. All right. All right. All right. So she's got a glint of hatred in her eye. Then we cut to Kate and Jack sitting on the beach. And Kate's forcing Jack to drink some juice to get his blood sugar up. And he tries to scamper off. Yeah, it's like a little little lean-to on the beach. And he tries to scamper off in his classic Jack scramble, 
Uh, and then he's he, like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening yeah. now or something? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> obviously, really he's pretty weak and tired as he tries to get up. And Kate tells him to lay down and she says that she strongly advises it. And mm. he's like, huh? Advises? And then she admits to him that she crushed up some sleeping pills <laughs> and she put them in his juicy juice. And he goes, you drugged me? And he goes, oh, Okay. And then he just yeah, promptly she, well, falls she's asleep. Like, she's like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, I yep. did. <laughs> I mean, she had no choice at this point. Yeah. And as yeah. he, as he like passes out, she's like, night. Yeah. Night. <laughs> Which I you was gotta... like, yes. <laughs> the only way to stop the Jack scramble is to tranquilize him. Yep. <laughs> you just have to take him out for the count. Yeah. He's not, he's not doing anybody any good. Nope. So Walt looks on as John Locke is at the waterfall with his shirt off. And he's wringing out his bloody shirt. And Locke waves at Walt, who sees him just kind of looking on. And Walt's creeped out, and he walks away. (laughs) And Saeed approaches and asks about the scar on John Locke's back. And John calls it a war wound, and Saeed recognizes it as a surgical scar. Saeed asks about the radio in the plane and if it was working. And Locke says, yeah, but I doubt it survived the fall. And Saeed wants to take a look at it to see if he can use the pieces. And he asked John Locke to show him where the plane is. So at this point, I was like, I really hope that Saeed isn't up to something. Like Like he's going to lure him out. and Yeah, because I was like, we need both Locke and Saeed. These these two guys are like essential right now. Very valuable on the team. Saeed is just too good to be used by Shannon and fall for her bullshit. Yeah, I know. Love make you do crazy things, though, you know? Yeah. Love yeah. makes you do the wacky, as Willa makes said. Makes you do the wacky. So Locke and Saeed walk through the jungle together. Saeed digs for information from Locke, asking a whole bunch of questions about boar hunting and such. Locke tells him about how they were exploring him and Boone when they found the plane and not boar hunting. Locke calls him out as an interrogator, realizing he's asking a whole bunch of questions. And Locke says that Jack called him a liar in front of everyone. Saeed says, I know when I'm being lied to, and there is a plane. And Locke points to it off in the distance, and he says, you haven't lost your touch. Flashback to Sydney, where Saeed and friends play soccer outside, and Saeed talks to Assam about how Haddad is asking him questions about explosives, saying, I think he's got his eye on a target. And Assam says that he's very thorough and he doesn't know if he has the explosives yet, but that there's going to be an operation and Assam will be the martyr. And he wants to keep playing soccer all of a sudden. He's like, okay, let's keep playing now. And Saeed asks him what it is. And Assam says, I don't think I can do it. So um, I have an embarrassing confession to make here. Oh, I don't know that I, I don't, did they, I don't know if they said Haddad's name. They must have. Yeah. But like before this scene but i didn't i guess it didn't like stick with me that that was his name yeah and at some point when assam is talking like he kind of he doesn't i feel like he doesn't enunciate haddad's whole name so it yeah. kind of sounds like he's saying dad and <laughs> i dad. and i was like what more daddy issues he's telling us he's <laughs> like telling his son thorough. to sacrifice himself <laughs> and then i was like wait that no. doesn't make any sense. He's saying Haddad. See, this is why I watch shows with uh, subtitles, because yeah. you don't miss these little yeah. things, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like a cheat code. Cut to Saeed, who's talking with a CIA agent 
on the docks, and Saeed gives them the information of what he knows, but it's not enough because Assam doesn't know where the C4 is, which is what they're looking for. Yeah, so they're kind of like, well, he's useless to us. On, right. You know, like he doesn't know it's the people above him who know, and right. he's not going to have it until, you know, he's not going to know where it is until he has it, basically. Right. So the agent tells him that the only way to get more information is to convince Assam to blow himself up. And Saeed obviously is caring for Assam. And uh, he sort of wants out of this whole deal. And they threaten to arrest Nadia as an enemy combatant if he doesn't comply with his plan. Man. Oof. Dirty. Saeed. Dirty. He's been through so much. Yeah. But also they're trying to, you know, stop a big bombing thing. Yeah. I definitely get that. Yeah. But I was Hmm. just like, oh, man. Yeah, he's been through a lot, this Saeed. So Charlie walks the beach with Claire's baby, which is crying very hard, very loud, and he's trying to sing it, Itsy Bitsy Spider, but he doesn't have the right lyrics, and Harley shows up and tells him that the lyrics are wrong. Harley. Hurley. Hurley. Hurley Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) Hurley says that uh, maybe the baby's hungry. And if Charlie's checked the diaper for deposits, and Charlie (laughs) does, he checks by taking a whiff and says no. And then Hurley says- And he's down there for a little while sniffing. (laughs) I'm like, you don't need, you would know. You don't have to sniff that much. But I guess if you're, I mean- He's yeah. probably never held a baby and doesn't know. So yeah, it's all new. It's all new. You know, he's yeah. got to figure it out. So then Hurley says, all right, time to break out the big guns. And then he goes into <laughs> James Brown's I Feel Good acapella so style. So good. So good. <laughs> Great scene. And the baby continues to cry even harder. And Hurley just sort of fizzles out and he's says. He's like, that's all I got or something. <laughs> he says, dude, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny scene. So then we cut to Saeed and Locke at the plane, and Saeed taste tests the heroin, having a little Parmesan cheese tasting party. Which I was like, is that necessary? (laughs) (laughs) And also, I really strongly feel like they should get rid of this heroin because Charlie might find it. He's going to relapse. Like, they haven't gotten rid of it, so I feel like that's going to be a thing. I wonder if they could use it for, like, pain killing or something. Like, they could add it to their pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Uh, they gotta they gotta put it somewhere safe, like the Halliburton case or something. Yeah. Yeah. Saeed asks about how it fell down from the canopy. Locke gives him the details about what happened. Saeed asks why Locke lied. Locke says, "I made a mistake," and Saeed begins to salvage the radio. Locke asks, "Why don't you trust me, Saeed?" And Saeed says, "For one thing, you've been carrying a gun that you told no one about." And Locke tells Saeed about the smuggler's body that they found, where they found the gun. And then he gives the gun to Saeed, and Saeed still doesn't quite trust him. Yeah, Locke well, says, oh, go ahead. Maybe you're going to say this part. Locke says, the first week after the crash, there was no, a cave-in. stop. No? Okay. First, so first, uh, yeah, Locke gives him the gun, and he's like, well, now you have a gun, and I'm unarmed. And, right. <laughs> you know, and he's like, does that buy me trust or something like that? And Saeed yeah. is like, that gets you, I forget what he says. Okay, well, thanks for uh, adding in your commentary. (laughs) He's like, that gets you like trade or something. I don't know. But he's like, yeah, he basically doesn't get you trust. He's basically like, I I still don't trust you. Like, yeah, but like, that's that's like a trick that you're trying to do. Like, it's, yeah, like you're only giving this to me because I called you out on it. Right. I called you out on having it. So you're just like, oh, okay, I don't care. Here, take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cheap move. Yeah. So Locke says, 
The first week after crash, there was a cave-in. Jack was trapped. Do you remember that? And Saeed says, of course. He says, you, Kate, and Sawyer went out into the jungle to try to triangulate a signal? Saeed says, yes. And then Locke said, you were hit from behind, knocked unconscious. When you woke up, your transceiver and your equipment was destroyed. Then he says, that was me. And then we cut to commercial. So, okay, I totally forgot about Saeed being knocked out. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Yeah. This is like episode eight or something. I know. Well, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I probably just assumed that it was Ethan Rom or the others, right. you know? So I yeah. kind of just, like, buried it. Yeah. But it was luck. Yeah. And then Dave and I were talking about this, and I remember at some point saying that Locke was probably going to be really pissed that the, um, like, everyone, everyone else was keeping the transmission a secret from him. Yep. But then I couldn't remember him actually being told about it. Right. So I was like, did that happen off screen? Like, how did how did he know right. about how the did transmission? He know about it? Did it right. happen off screen? How That's true. did the eye of the island tell him? Like, mm. and I Possibly don't know if I just, just a forgot. Plot hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I just forgot if you like remembered that at some I, point I don't somebody remember. told him. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. But it could be a plot hole. Could just be a plot hole, yeah. Or the eye of the island. So we cut to commercial after that reveal, and then we come back from commercial. Saeed's still holding the gun to Locke, and he says, this one time you better not be telling the truth. And Locke says he knocked him out because he thought it was too dangerous and in everyone's best interest. And Saeed asks why Locke just didn't tell him. And Locke says Saeed was too focused on getting off the island, just like what's happening with the raft. So and then Saeed asks about the hatch, and Locke kind of plays stupid. And he's like, ah, you know, plane. There's two hatches on the plane. And Saeed yeah. just kind of puts the gun down. <laughs> so this, like, I'm, I was like, oh, John Locke can't figure this guy out. He's, yeah. like, he's like Jack Sparrow. Can't tell whose side he's on. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, why won't he tell anyone about the hatch or his legs? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And... Then I was like, okay, maybe the legs thing I can kind of understand a little bit more because he's, you know, he was disabled Mm -hmm. for a long time and now he's not. He's like really contributing to this island and the survivors and a lot of people rely on him and see him as like a hero and their best hope of survival. He doesn't want to lose that. So I feel like... You know, he probably doesn't want to tell people about his legs because if he does, they might be like, well, at any moment he can become disabled again. Like we really shouldn't put too much trust and faith and, you know, whatever in him. Right. I think that's part of it. And also just like he has so much mental baggage from being handicapped that yeah. I think he looks at this whole experience as like a new lease on life. Right. And he's like, he I'm a new person. Like, I don't need to tell people that I was a handicapped person. Yeah. Because there's true. a lot that goes along with that, you know. Yeah, definitely. So I think he's sort of keeping it a secret. To sort of empower himself a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I totally Because he is get respected that. on this island. Yeah. Like they look at him as like, oh, he's the guy. Like, and if you want a hunter, you got to go to John Locke. Right. And yeah. I definitely understand, like, the fear of that being taken away. Yeah. Um, as soon as he reveals that he, you know, used to be in a wheelchair. Right. But I don't understand the hatch thing. Yeah. The hatch, is, the hatch almost seems like more of a religious thing where he's like oh, i'm just like that, yeah. it's like something that the island's talking to me and 
you know, I don't know. I think he's trying to figure it out before he tells everybody else. Yeah. But once this started happening where Saeed was questioning him about it, I'm like, Saeed is probably the perfect guy that you'd want to help figure out how to open the hatch with you. Oh, yeah. You know? Technical. Exactly. Right. So flashback to Saeed and Assam talking. Assam says, I'm not sure if I can do this. And Saeed says, you would not be a martyr if you didn't have to overcome fear. And Assam says, I'm not afraid to die. It's all the innocent lives, all those people. The imam preaches peace, Saeed. Every human life is sacred. And Saeed says, it's true. Innocent lives will be lost in service of a greater good. So and this is so sad because it's yeah. like... You know Saeed doesn't believe this stuff. Like, right. And he doesn't want to like tell Assam this. And it's so sad because like you think about you think about the lives that were lost and yeah. and like, you know, the people who were coerced into doing these things and like, you know, because they were told they would they were gonna be martyrs and you know, whatever, and it's and it's for the greater good and it's for a just yep. cause and it's so sad to yeah. see this guy like struggling and i'm sure a lot of people do have these struggles you how know? could you not yeah yeah assam's having his doubts and basically saeed is convincing him to go through with it and he you know he doesn't want to it's like oh it's so sad so sad and assam says hadad was right it was fate that brought us together saeed will you do this with me and saeed agrees saying i will oh <sighs> Back on the beach, Shannon looks at a photo of Boone and her, and Saeed asks her to take a walk with him. He tells Shannon that Locke told him the truth and that he doesn't think he's lying, that it was a mistake. And Shannon is upset by this information, and she walks away from him saying, you just don't get it, do you? Just forget about it, okay? And she walks away. Michael, Walt, and Jen are working on the raft. Walt asks, what if sharks get us? What if we die? And Michael says, they won't. And Walt says, Boone died. Charlie arrives with the baby asking for help. What? (laughs) Michael and Jin are just so nice working together. And they're like teaching (laughs) each other their languages. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jin says to Michael in Korean, like tells him to tie something. And Michael's like, tie that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can do that. You know? And then. Right. And then he's like, is this good to Jin? And Jin is like, like, good. Good. Yeah. I was like. They're this getting is along. So nice. They're communicating, Look at getting this. along. These two guys were, you know, five episodes punching each other, trying right. to kill each other. Maybe it was and more here they five are. episodes ago. But yeah. yeah. Friends. Very nice. Friends. Raft friends. Raft friends. They're, come they, together they're in the becoming raft. raft friends. <laughs> <laughs> raft friends, like fast friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Thanks. Um Yeah, so they're, that's a, they're gonna sail away on their friendship. <laughs> Charlie arrives with the baby asking for help, and the baby keeps crying until Sawyer comes along. He's talking Sawyer, spouting off his normal Sawyerisms. He calls Charlie. Well, Chucky. hold on, hold on. What? First, <laughs> Charlie. Why do you say that to me? You tell me I this podcast I to is supposed to be somewhat. about us talking about these yeah. things together, and I let you cut in every interruption. Yeah. And you're, you're right. always like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, because I take it personally. I feel like I'm missing everything. Oh, uh, okay. well, you are. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny because Charlie goes to Jen and she, he's like, he's like, where's son? I got to get help with the baby, you know? And Jen yeah. just, Jen looks at him and is like, no. 
<laughs> I just thought that was really funny. He's just like, no, this is like he doesn't panic want any in his eyes, baby. and he's yeah. like, no. no, that's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then Sawyer comes by, and he's like complaining about about the baby crying, and yeah, yeah. and he calls Charlie Chucky. Calls Charlie Chucky. Calls the baby, baby Huey. And uh, the baby magically stops crying when Sawyer talks, which causes Charlie to start to follow him with the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, really? Sawyer's voice? What the hell is the show doing? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So stupid. Then we cut Uh, to Jack and Kate in the napping tent. I bet he would have loved the the cowboy vampires. Oh, definitely. Lyle, can you tell me a story again? Don't say that to me, Lyle. Don't say that to me, Lyle. <laughs> and then, so we cut to cat, uh, cat. We cut to Jack and Kate, cat, uh, in the <laughs> napping tent. Kate says, "Hey, brought you something to eat." Jack says, "What's in it? Chloroform?" <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Soup." Jack asks where the key is that goes to the gun case, noticing that it's missing, and he assumes it's locked, and he starts to scramble off. And Saeed stops them and says, it wasn't Locke. Cut bum, to bum. Shannon in the rain who opens a gun case, the mm-hmm. gun case, the Halliburton case, and pulls out a gun. And she walks off with it in hand. She's on a mission. Flashback to Saeed who gets picked up by Haddad with a van who says, it's time to Assam and Saeed inside the van. They pull into a warehouse where a box truck is awaiting and it has boxes full of C4. This is the C4 they were looking for. Yeah. Is it C4 you're looking for? They see it, for sure. <laughs> Haddad tells him what to do, and he gives Assam a gun and tells him, you are heroes. Good luck. Yikes. Assam and Saeed get into the cab of the box truck, and Assam takes a moment to pray quietly to himself before starting the truck. And Saeed sort of has like this, like this emotional change in his face where he's like uh i don't want to go through with this yeah so saeed tells assam to stop and then tells him the truth about working with the cia and that he wants to let assam go and assam is taken aback by this information and he takes it very personally yeah he's really upset and he pulls the gun on saeed and he says you were you said you were my brother you were supposed to be my brother my friend saeed says i am your friend assam says a friend who told me to do this for Zara just so you could find some woman that you love? And Assam also says, well then, Saeed, I hope she makes you whole again. And then he shoots himself. Woof. Woof. Crazy. And then back in the jungle. I mean, you know, better than... Better than getting shot yourself? Well, better than getting shot yourself and better than taking innocent lives. Oh, yeah. With the this C4. is way better than, yeah, way better than that. I mean, I don't think Saeed was going to do that, but I think he was going to lead them to, yeah, you know, the agents who were going to scoop him up or whatever. So I think he was just trying to let him go and then just hand over the C4. Yeah. Was his plan. Right. So back in the jungle, Saeed, Kate, and Jack run through the rainy jungle. Which is, these. this is prime pat time. Prime. You love running, <laughs> oh, running in the jungle. In, in the jungle, the rain. in the rain. It's like the perfect scene for me the on Lost Island. The only thing that could have been better is if yeah. they also had torches. They also had torches, and then they all looked into like the hatch, and they're like, "What's in there?" <laughs> that would have been cool too. <laughs> What's in there? Hey, <laughs> hey, and then boom, end hey of the hatch. S- yeah, episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
but they find Locke, who is being held at gunpoint by Shannon. Uh, Locke says, she doesn't believe me, Saeed. And Saeed yeah, says- and I'm, So I'm at this point, I'm like, there's no way Locke's going to die here. No? There's no way. You didn't think it's going to no, happen? he's going to make it to the end. Okay. Saeed he's says- He's it to the end of this, this charade. Saeed says, Shannon, please listen to me. Shannon says, he did it. I know it. And Saeed says, you're not thinking rationally. You've never fired a gun before. And then Shannon fires the gun between Locke and Saeed. And Saeed says, Shannon, you don't want to do this. Shannon says, yes, I do. And Saeed says, if you do it, you can never take it back. And then Jack and Kate all of a sudden show up. And Shannon says, stay back. What did you do to him? What did you do to Yeah, that's what she says. Well, she says, stay back to Jack and Kate. And then what did you do to him to Locke? Right. Yeah. And then Locke says, I told you it was an accident. And then Shannon says, Jack, you told me he was a liar. And Shannon fires at Saeed. Oh, what? Shannon (laughs) fires. Hold on. (laughs) Shannon fires the gun at Locke as Saeed tackles her. And then Locke falls down. And at the time, I thought he got shot in the chest. I did too. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And and then I was like, why isn't anyone running over to him? Right. <laughs> They're all just and, like, uh, boo. Yeah. And then Shannon kind of gets to her feet and she's like, get away. And then Saeed tries to stop her and she walks off. And then Kate goes after her. Uh, cut to Sawyer. Reading Hold on. Autumn. What? <laughs> Locke sits up. Yeah. And his... The side of his face is bloody, so the bullet grazed the side of his oh. face. You're just going to skip over no, all no, no, of no, this? No, 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 no. I had that somewhere. I must have deleted it by accident. I did oh write that. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, you're right. He sits and up. And Jack just kind of looks like he, and he's like, oh, you know, kind of. And yeah. Jack just sort of looks at him, and it's just like, fuck you, bitch, and walks <laughs> off. He doesn't say that, but that's what his face says. No. He's and in I was better like, spirits because he had his juicy juice and asleep. No, but he is mad. <laughs> he's still pissed at Locke, and he's not going to offer him That's any true. help. He's not going to patch him up. And I was like, really, dude? You're going to yeah. patch up Sawyer after all the bullshit that he's done? Yeah. But you're but not going to patch up Locke? I was Uncle not Locke? Ha- I was not happy with Jack. Jack no. is on my bad side. Oh, okay. So then we cut to Sawyer reading automotive magazines to Claire's <laughs> baby as Charlie holds him. In his glasses, and, in his yeah, funky glasses. his funky glasses, and Claire walks up to them as he does this, and he says, Ugh, I just wrote some of it down because I liked it. He's like, beneath the hood of the 4.4 liter power plant features a fully integrated supercharger, <laughs> made it into a six-speed transmission for the manual sequential shift feature, and the baby's just, you know, And he talks it. about, like, I don't know, driving up Vermont or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he drives. Yeah, there's something about Vermont in the beginning of it. So then Shannon sits on the beach at night. Saeed and Kate talk about Shannon. Kate says she just needs time. She's been through a lot. And Saeed says, time won't make a difference. Perhaps I made a mistake. And Kate says, you couldn't let her kill Locke. You had no choice. And Saeed says, there's always a choice. Flashback to Saeed talking to the CIA agent who gives him the location of Nadia, plus a plane ticket and some cash. And Saeed asks about the body of Assam, and they say he'll be cremated. And Saeed says, a Muslim man must be buried. And the agents say that no one is there to, if there's no one there to claim the body, that's what happens. And Saeed asks to change his flight so that he can claim his body. So he wasn't supposed to be on this flight. Right. Interesting. Interesting. He was supposed to leave the day before. Yeah. He's like, I'll delay it. 
And yep. this is what happens. Mm. Mm. So then we see Locke, who's putting on, uh, you know, some one of his uh, many potions. Solves. Solve on his on his forehead. And Saeed says, how's your head? And he says, it'll heal. And Saeed says, another war wound? And Locke says, I know what it costs to do what you did. Thank you. And Saeed says, I did it because I sense you might be our best hope at surviving here, but I don't forgive what you did, and I certainly don't trust you. And now you're going to take me to the hatch. <gasps> and Locke, Locke tries to play stupid again. He says, uh, no, hatch, what? I, hatch, I already showed you. you and then Saeed says, John, no more lies. Boom. <gasps> Lost Boom. title. End of the show. Shh, shh, End of the episode. Yeah. What's that from? I think it's Halloween, isn't it? Is that it? Halloween? Okay. That's what I, I thought. I think so. It was a wild episode, huh? Wow. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> Classic lost episode. All right. Uh, you want some trivia? Yeah, I do. Okay. It's not the best trivia, but I'll, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, in a parent- I mean, it's no <laughs> previously on Lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the best trivia. <laughs> There's an apparent continuity error where Shannon- Makes you sh- feel like you're 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, <laughs> Ted. Thanks for showing up at the podcast. Continuity error. It arises when Shannon is known to know the location and purpose of the Halliburton case key. Yes. When only Kate, Locke, and Jack, and Jack keeps it around his neck, had been shown to have had this knowledge previously. Dave brought this up. He was really? like, how would she have known where that was? Yeah. And, and what it did. But then he was like, well, was Boone one of the... Did, did Boone get one of the guns when they were all doing lookout? And I was like, I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Because he was like, if he did, then maybe Boone told her, you know, the maybe. location or something. Yeah, Boone could have leaky bucketed or yeah. could have been Scott and Steve or something. You know, they, they heard Scott from the- Scott and Steve. <laughs> yeah. Those They're real gossip queens, those two. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know everything. The Sydney Opera House is briefly seen in the background when Saeed and Assam are playing soccer. Oh, Oh, that's a nice piece of trivia. Scintillating. <laughs> Scintillating. Um, this, oh, you're going to like this one. Okay. Because this is a real punny episode, so this totally fits. So the episode introduces Boone and Shannon's theme, which appears on the season one soundtrack, and it's titled boone roll What? Yeah. That's that's the name of the track. It's boone roll Booneral, like funeral, like Boone's funeral. Oh, Booneral. Booneral. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And then the, the soundtrack. Come on. Have a little, have a little sensitivity, people. Hey, Michael Giacchino can do whatever he wants with the titles, including <laughs> this other track from the soundtrack called Shananigans. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious how did we not think of that before i don't know but this whole episode could be titled shenanigans Shenanigans. yeah yeah (laughs) if if it was her backstory then it would make a lot of sense oh it's so good also the number 815 appears on the window of a building that saeed leaves in one of the flashbacks oh i didn't see it but i didn't either and i've been trying to keep an eye out for numbers for numbers yeah they're I've also been be... seeing a lot of angel numbers lately in my in my angel real life. Angel numbers. Yeah, that's okay. when it's three of the same number, like three 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 seven seven seven. Six six six. Yeah. That's the devil number too. 
Yeah. Um, you know, depends on what you believe, but. Yep. And the other one I already said, which is Assam's roommates play the video game Half-Life. There you go. That's there the trivia go. for this episode. So there was episode. no no trivia about Turnip Head being nope. a reference to anything? Nope. I didn't find any Turnip Head okay. trivia. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Banger episode. episodes. Banger episodes. Yeah. All right. What's next on the list here? Oh, favorite moments. Yeah. What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Favorite moment of Buffy, I think, is when uh, Xander goes to... <laughs> crawl in through the uh, the Kool-Aid hole mm-hmm. and he, he says careful and then he falls in yeah. because it made me laugh so hard it's such a <laughs> stupid moment but it makes me laugh really hard so I'm gonna go with that one yeah uh boy I also like all the cowboy stuff yeah <laughs> but that's not really a moment it's kind of just the you know half the episode hmm I mean, this episode is just so phenomenal. It's hard to. Yeah, you really love this one, huh? Here, to pick. I guess I'm gonna go with Xander falling through the hole too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simpatico. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite moment of Lost? Uh, it's a tie between Hurley singing "I Feel Good." Yeah. Uh, to the baby with Charlie and the moment when Charlie realizes that Sawyer's voice is magical to the baby and he just sort of runs off after Sawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Both of those scenes just really make me, made me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. I got to give it to when Hurley sings. Yeah. I feel good. I love that part. Look, it's we're good. simpatico on both of these. Look at this. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, both that got never favorite happens. moments. I thought for sure you were going to say the running in the rain part. All right, well, let's see if we're simpatico on which show wins. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious, but I don't know. You're a wild card lately. <laughs> I'm definitely giving it to Lost. I had more fun with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty this is one dumb. Of the lowest rated episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I like them cowboys. I like them cowboys. Wow. The yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like the mall. The mall's fun. Arcade. You know, a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. well. I don't know. Boy, we could not have predicted where this podcast was going. No. Huh? <laughs> 22 episodes ago, we're like, <laughs> I think we know what's going to happen to this podcast. No, yeah. you don't. No, no. you don't. Hmm. Well, you got to hold on to your cowboy hat, Pat. I'm holding on. Because. Me Stetson. Because, <laughs> you know, maybe the mall's going to make a comeback. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be a big mall episode. It's going to be like mall cop. Paul Blart, mall cop. <laughs> yeah, and and he's the uh, he's the monster of the week. Yeah, for Demon sure. Demon mall cop. <laughs> okay, new predictions. Now remember, we're only limited to two. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who goes first? Me? You, because Buffy is alphabetically first. Okay. These. This is my prediction. I'll give one. Okay. These cowboys are coming back. Most of the time, I say they're lost to the ether. One's Wait, dead. Wait, they both got eaten or one got eaten? No. No, the other uh, one ran Hector away. Hector got eaten. Lyle got away. All right. Lyle got away. He's going to come back with some cowboy vamp ranch hands. They're all coming back. It's like a whole group of cowboy vamps. They're coming. Okay. From down south or wherever they're from. You said where they're from. Where are they from? 
Um, Abilene. <laughs> Abilene. Yeah. They're, they're coming from Abilene. Okay. Okay. That's my prediction. What's yours? Well, you can have two. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm sticking with one. Okay. I was actually going to ask you if you thought that Lyle was going to make it come back since you love him so much. Yeah, he's coming back. Okay. Why would he just scamper off? They might as well just kill him if he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Not too many monsters of the week get away. Yep. If but any. Th- he's barely a monster of the week, though. He's just like a side character. Monster of the week was the big Bezor or whatever. Yeah, the big yeah. fleshy. Fleshy eyeball thing <laughs> on the floor. Uh, all right. Bezor on the floor. Bezor on the floor. All right, backstory. Ugh. We ended with Locke and Saeed, but we just got Saeed's backstory and Locke's again. So, shit. It's not going to be either one of them. I'm going to go Kate again. I'm going to, I just feel like. Okay. I feel like we need to get another Kate backstory. Okay. Kate backstory. Uh, yeah. Can I make two predictions? Can I make two guesses of backstory? Like I did no. last time? Nope. You can you can do one. Well, last time I said Kate or Claire. You and you missed both. <laughs> All right, fine. I guess I'll just go Kate then. <laughs> yeah, you want to you wanna lose once or twice? Okay, I'm going to go Kate. And then I will make a long-term prediction. Oh, okay. That Locke is not going to die in this series. Ever? Ever. Wow. Okay. I don't think he's going to die. That's a long standing I think whatever happens at the end of the series, which obviously I don't know, I think Locke is going to be alive for all of it. Still standing. Yeah. I mean, if there's like a thing that kills everybody at the end, you know, he's not going to survive that. But like, otherwise, he's going to make it to the end. Well, either way, this will be a surprise to me because, as you know, I haven't seen the end. So. That's true. Yep. <laughs> and it'd probably still be a surprise because you would have forgotten it even, even if you if had, I seen, had it. seen it. <laughs> Geriatric Patrick would have forgotten. So I think I think Uncle Locke is a survivor, and he's gonna he's gonna be there till the end. Okay, great. Now, what is the one thing that you can recommend or de-recommend? <laughs> <laughs> That you've been um, watching or listening to. I'm going to go with Thelma and Louise because- Oh, I got to see that. Yeah. Well, Did after, you rewatch it? Yep. So after Buffy mentions it and Ted, and then you and I talked about it last episode, yeah. I really wanted to watch it and Dave has never seen it. Mm-hmm. So we watched it over the weekend and it holds up. It is still amazing. It's like even better than I remembered it being, but I'm also worried that I'm talking it up to you too much and you're going to be like, what is this bullshit movie when you watch it? But I don't think so. I think you're going to really like it. There's some isn't good that, good characters in it or good actors. Isn't it directed by Ridley Scott, same director as Alien? Yes. Look at that. That's right. And I remember having a conversation with my brother-in-law about how the Alien series is, is like feminist. Yeah. And this movie is too. So go See, Ridley Scott. Go. Yeah, go Ridley Scott. Um, but yeah, Michael Madsen is in it. <gasps> Love him. Yep. Um, Worked with him. He's my friend. We're yeah, friends. so is Harvey. No is it Harvey Cattell? Kettle? I never Kytel? know. Kytel. Kytel, yeah. yeah. He's, He's in awesome. it too. So is Brad Pitt, right? Yes, he is. Jeez. And it was great because uh, Dave like didn't see his name pop up on, on the screen like as uh, they were you know showing the their credits. credits in the beginning. 
Um, so he didn't know until he shows up and he's like, is that, wait a minute, is that? And I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's got long hair too, right? Yeah. He, he's yeah. got a little bit of a Sawyer look to him. Oh yeah. A little bit of Sawyer. Yeah. 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 You guys should watch it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We'll get around to it for sure. Report back to me. I will. I shall. Um, so the one thing I want to recommend that I watched is a big old four-hour cut of the Justice League movie that just came out in HBO Max. Zack Snyder's Justice Zack League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it. And I did not enjoy the Joss Whedon cut that came out two, three years ago. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe he should have just not done that and done yeah. the other thing that he was supposed to do. Oh, true. Yeah, it's a touchy subject for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I was but, supposed uh, you, to meet him if it weren't for that right. movie. I think he was uh I think he was handed a, a deck of cards that he wasn't uh you know, he gave it his best shot to try to finish up. But yeah. uh you know, that's that's a hard thing to pick up with any project, but um a movie of that size and caliber is probably especially hard. So this new cut I actually found really enjoyable. It's four by three. It's four hours long. It's much darker and different and longer. And the action scenes are very much extended. And the 10% of the movie is in slow motion, which is very Zack Snyder-esque. Lovely. Yeah. What and else the, has Zack Snyder done that I would know? He's done 300. He did the Watchmen movie. Um, he did a movie called Sucker Punch. Nope. Um, he did and Batman as we know, Superman, I started Man watching of Steel. And then got drunk and didn't finish it ever. <laughs> right. This is Sparta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't know what to expect, but everybody else is watching it. So I watched it. And I enjoyed it. Have you, how much other Joss Whedon stuff has, have you seen? We've talked about this. Not too much. I okay. mean, I've seen the, uh, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers 2, like okay. that. Haven't seen the Firefly stuff. Um, like, so, I mean, because he's got a particular quirky style, obviously, yeah. of directing. So right. if that doesn't match up with the original vision of, like, how, right. how you know, Justice League is supposed to be done, I could see yeah. people being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and, like, right. not used to yeah. Joss Whedon's style. Because he did try to quirky at, quirky up justice league just a little bit not yeah. too much but like even like the color palette and stuff was completely different from the other movies that Zack snyder had already done in the dc universe yeah so um it was a departure and it was just different and it was shorter and it just you know like there's so many characters in the justice league and the original cut they gave no backstory to and the mm. new cut they give all sorts of backstory so it really sets up all these smaller characters which become really fully fleshed out interesting characters in the long cut so i think it was totally necessary yeah i wonder how much um was like joss whedon's planning and how much was like just studio yeah studio going we can't make this a four-hour movie you know what i mean but then you really can't but yeah which like for theaters yeah but then when there's an uproar about it then it becomes like oh well let's do it the original way and make even more money from this you know yep so yep yeah so check it out if you haven't seen it and you're interested i'm not it's a good time I yeah i like know you're not I'm talking to superhero listeners stuff. oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i 
sorry. Well, also, is this like one of those things where you have to see the million other movies to know what's going on? I mean, there's only a few others that connect to it. It yeah. helps. Like, you should probably see the Wonder Woman movies. and I do want to see the Wonder Woman movies, You actually. could see the Man of Steel movie and the Batman versus Superman, which sort of sets up this whole movie. So mm-hmm. I think they are sort of required viewing. Otherwise, you won't really care. But even if you see those, you probably won't even care. I would say if you want to see any of them, see the Wonder Woman movie. And if you're interested in more, you could branch out from there. Okay. But that's a good entry point. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. So listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Leave us a nice review. And welcome to all the new people from across the world that I keep seeing uh, new countries Bienvenue. jump on. Bienvenue. Bonjour. Bonjour. We, yeah, we've, we had some French uh, downloads and a whole bunch of German out, uh, downloads recently. So... Um, yeah, exciting. It's great that we're reaching far and wide across the globe here. I guess I only know how to say hello in French. Yeah. I was like, bienvenue, bonjour. Wait, those are both French. <laughs> Guten Morgen. That's Oh, German. there we go. Yeah. Um, salut is, I think, a couple of languages. Okay. Ciao. Uh, shishi, is that Chinese? Yes. Cool. Is that hello or... I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was thank you. I, I think you're but right. I, I think it is thankful. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're trying. Totally you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're from America and we don't prioritize language learning We here. apologize for our country and ourselves. We really, really <laughs> and truly, fully, 100% apologize for our country. And yeah. I can say for sure, if I could get the hell out of this place, I would. <laughs> oh, Anybody wants to sponsor me, I will move to where you are <laughs> a country sponsors you to move out <laughs> i would love to go to new zealand but it's really hard to Me get to too. new zealand yeah they're mm. very selective which i can't blame them for well i you know if there's any way we can put in our application new zealanders let us know yes sammy and i will apply we'll bring, the we will bring the podcast we'll bring to you. the dog <laughs> we'll bring it to you yeah we'll do it from high atop one of your mountains yes and we will make no Lord of the Rings jokes, okay? We'll leave those back in America. Well, will we? Sammy, okay. you got to play the game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Is okay. that a bad, like, are people really upset about that? No, I just, I bet that's, like, what they get yeah, probably 70% like, of the time. Like, all really the stupid the chorus comes, Come and they're on. like, one ring to rule them all. And they're like, enough with Hobbit this. stuff. Yeah. They're like, you I know, mean, our country I has like, more than just Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I like the Lord of the Rings, but I'm not obsessed with it, so. Yeah, I could too. leave those things behind. I could be Same cool. I could, we could be cool. Yeah, we could be totally we could cool. totally be cool. totally not talk about Lord of the Rings. All right, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at KickstreamPod. Tell us if your country will sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, write in. <laughs> uh, and send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com if any spoilers are in your emails just let us know in the subject line give us a leaky line. bucket alert yeah um say lb buffy LB. or lb lost leaky and buckets. we'll know uh and check out the show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com great and All right. as always pat 
Streaming. Streaming. Is. Is. Better. Better. With. With. Friends. friends. We're going on the friendship with We're Michael and We're going on the friendship. Here we go. Sailing away. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.